Okay, man, you made it. I made it. So everybody, this is Kevin Plain, Kevin B. Plain, as you may know him on Facebook. Yeah. And um, the reason I wanted to get Kevin on here is um, like we're in uh, the times right now where we're like kind of in a recession and uh, inflation is bad. Yeah. And here Kevin is. Did you guys decide to build or buy? We're, we're building a house right now. It's uh, the foundation was poured last week. So. so Kevin and his wife are building a house, starting a business. Yeah, a little side business. Okay, okay. So, so tell me, tell me, kind of how the process is going because I know, um, like right now, it's horrible to buy material, or at yeah. least it was right when we were finishing our house. Like horrible to buy materials, horrible to get anybody to help. It's somewhere in the middle. So, like, COVID hit and all that crap got really hard to get a hold of. Yeah, and then like we had friends who were building a house basically at the same time you guys were. Like they started their house, and then COVID hit, and they were like. Hey, we can't get stuff. Yeah, and, and so they they were really in that. Um, the guy who's building our house, um, you know, he's he builds most of the houses in our area, and the supply chain's a lot better. Um, prices are better than they were, but they're they're nowhere close to what they were when, like when my friends and them were building. Yeah, I'm cutting out. Yeah, the, yeah, it's just a little bit of distance between you and the microphone. We'll go a little closer. Yeah, so yeah. it's got a, it's got a big pad on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started that. So originally, we weren't going to build yet. We were going to wait a couple of years um, and start building just really like 2025 was kind of our original goal. Yeah. Um, but we decided to move that up um, partially because of just, I don't think prices are going to go back down. Yeah. Um, so what are, like, because like, I know right right towards the end of us doing our house, right as we were kind of... Um, getting to like I said towards the tail end, we were seeing like a sixty percent increase. Is that still kind of what it is from pre-COVID? Or Let's is see. It? So, um, it is about thirty-five percent. Okay, well that's yeah. I mean that's yeah. not near as bad. Yeah, it's not near as bad as it was. Yeah. It's um, from because like I said, my friends they literally built the house and they locked in their price before COVID started. Um, and they finished your house right after COVID. So like their price compared to my price, it's about a 35% difference. Okay. You, so when you're saying like they locked in their price, you're talking like they did a, they had a contractor, a contractor yeah, they had a contractor agreed. building it and, and he didn't raise the prices on them. He ate the money. Wow. That's the same guy building my house. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're locked in a price. If things go, you know, crazy, I, I know he's going to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, but you know. He, you know, with that, he's been a little more conservative on lowering prices too much. So he's been trying to find that middle ground. Yeah, man. Um, which has been a real challenge for him. But we feel like, envi- like uh, economy-wise, or at least I feel like economy-wise, um, we're really going closer to something and replicating what we saw in the late 70s and early 80s with, with the stagflation. Yeah. Uh, so when the market, everything shot up real high, and then it just kind of stagnated out. And we're kind of seeing that this year. While we're seeing recessionary marks in some areas, like stock market um, and other areas, a lot of the like the Fortune 500 companies, a lot of those haven't really seen much of a change, but they've not seen much of an increase. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I could probably see some of that, right? But to me, like you take take all you know the financial stuff out of it, and, right. and I know that's the most important part. But to me, if you just kind of look around and oh, you yeah. look at um, the restaurants here in town, there's no dining room because they can't staff it. Yeah. And like, you know, on top of the inflation that we're having, 
um, I, I see this this big issue with um, people just don't want to do the normal jobs anymore. Yeah, so th- there's a big connection actually with COVID that caused that. So a lot of your working boom, remote, you just say working remote, but yeah. then like again, I've worked remote for almost seven years. So like I, I'm ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, but then beyond that, the boomers, had, most of them, they came into this COVID time period where like, hey, and a lot of the companies, instead of laying people off, said, hey, early retirement. And they forced people home. Then other people said, hey, I'm just not going to go back. I'll go ahead and take social security instead of going back to work after the unemployment benefits ended and stuff like that. So a lot of people have really left the workforce. Um, I know at work, at my company, we've talked about the great migration and it's people leaving the workforce and people changing job careers into other companies. And it's happened more since COVID than like any year prior because of some of those effects. So I think that's part of it. And then, then there's just a part where people just don't want to work. Like you said, they don't want to do People don't want to be servers and waitresses and, and stuff like that. Man, I used to be a restaurant manager, and, I mean, those servers made more than I did in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can remember I had a brother that used to – he was a waiter at uh, at Chili's or something, and, he, yeah. man, he made good money in tips. Yeah. I mean, they might work four or five hours, and, you know, they make – you know, you figure they have four to six tables an hour, and they make 4 to $5 off each table. Yeah, but, like, okay – What's the solution to that? If nobody wants to be waiters or waitresses or or serving food at fast food restaurants, what's what? There's got to be a solution somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So the solution that's going to most likely happen is the solution nobody wants. Um, so like I'm an IT consultant by my career. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I do is I do automation specifically. Um, so we literally take tasks that are mundane tasks that people don't want to do, and we make machines that do them. Mm-hmm. And I could see. So like the burger computer at McDonald's. Yeah, or or Chili's. Chili's yeah. is a great example. You can sit down and you can order right there from that tablet. Yeah, man. You know, I'm old school. People still have to bring it, but... I hate that crap on yeah, my I, table. Yeah, so oh. I, I move it to the end. And then, of course, yeah. you got the games that somehow your kids end up... Yeah, we're getting oh, it. There's yeah, a $6 yeah. charge yeah, all for the a game. Yeah, his with that a few times. <laughs> yeah, we've had that with yeah. my son when he was like one. Yeah, man. But I think that's going to happen on some of it. But then I think... There's just so much where, like, it's the overemphasis of, like, so you have the boomer side of it, and then there's so many factors. Another side of it's going to be the overemphasis of college. You have to go to college. You have to yeah, go to education. Yeah, we've been doing that for years, man. And it's, right. It's and, it, and it keeps biting us, and it keeps going back. It's horrible. So people go out there, and they get, let's say they go to a cheap college, so 20000 a year. Yeah. And say they get some grants. So they graduate and they only have sixty thousand dollars in debt only. You know, yeah. some of them have two, three hundred thousand. They don't want to go flip burgers. And and then on the other side of it, man, like, what was it? So I lived here in Branson, just moved back, moved away from Branson last year, and I want to say it was Andy's custard. They had a sign something like seventeen dollars, eighteen dollars an hour is what they were paying during COVID. That's wild, man. Right. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I could get a job here, I'd weigh five thousand pounds, but yeah. I mean, seventeen, eighteen bucks an hour for a generally entry level job. It really wasn't that long ago. I was making thirteen fifty an hour. Yeah. And, and I was in a career field that I had been in for, for several years, and that was pretty decent money. Right. Yeah, see, when I went to my company I work for now, I made twelve fifty an hour and it was like it wasn't great money, but I mean, it was it was enough money to kind of get rolling. And then yeah. fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour made seventeen dollars an hour, and it was like, hey, this is pretty good. 
And now it's like, man, you make $15, $16, $17 an hour. And, and then the people who were in the middle just got screwed. Yeah. Because if you were in one of those careers, like uh, postal service is a great example. I delivered mail in 2012 for Rogersville. Made nineteen seventy five an hour. Got a like ninety three cents a mile or something because you know <laughs> you get no gas mileage going running the run using my own vehicle. But nineteen seventy five an hour ten years ago that was good money. Now they're still paying the exact same rate. And it's like, how do you expect people to want to sit in a hundred and ten degree car or a thirty degree car driving their own vehicle delivering mail for two or three dollars an hour more than you'd make? You know, at McDonald's. Well, that's a federal job, and our yeah. federal government doesn't have enough money. Yeah, yeah. So, well, unless you're in Congress or some of these areas <laughs> that you can get, I think we deserve a raise after all we've done. Yeah, I, I want a job where I get to vote for my own raise. Yeah, like, that's what I want. I've talked about that before. Cause it's <laughs> like, man, if you're asked to decide how much money you should make, I think everybody would say, I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, if you're having these meetings and everybody comes in there, hey, guys, how much should we make this year? Okay, yeah, you want to make a lot? I want to make a lot. And then, you know, and and even that, like I got a problem with that, but more so than that, um, it's the issue of like, um, you know, being able to pass legislation and then take advantage of it before anybody else can. Right. That's the stuff that really gets at me. I also don't think you should be able to pass legislation, legislation and exclude yourself from it. Yeah, yeah, that's a big problem. Too. <laughs> Everyone should have to do this, yeah. except for us. Like, let's yeah. let's not do it for us. Yeah, it's wild, man. Uh, I, I just it's a, it's a whole. The, 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 to me, the system has been so. It's such a big oiled engine, um, the U.S. government that, and everybody. It, 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 I guess I can take it back to Trump because he kind of talked about the draining the swamp. Yeah. I like the analogy of like this, the, it's this big engine and everybody's working on these different things on this big engine. And they think, well, if I can get away with a little bit of this, I'm all the way on the south side engine. Nobody's going to notice up there. Yeah. And you've got so many hands in the cookie jar and they're all just taking a little bit at a time and nobody really cares because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. I don't know what the solution is to that. that we have so many problems and I could talk and go on and on and on about problems. Absolutely. Um, and maybe maybe I could find some solutions to some of them, but finding a solution and then having at people act on a solution is a whole different thing too. Yeah. Because you've pretty much got to get the people that are the problem to agree with you. Yeah. And yeah, man. that's the way that it's currently set up. It would have to change for there to be any positive movement, because I think you'd have to change. Obviously, like I think their pay should be contention on what the average salary income, like the median income for a household in America. So if a median household income for Missouri, it's 55,000. I don't know what it is for America. It's probably 65,000 or 70. Yeah. Take that. And and we'll even say they deserve to make more than the average American because they're serving. So add 20%. We're still at like 80, 90,000, but then that's how it works, and then that's how it would raise. They Everyone makes more money, they make more money. Everyone makes less money, they make less money. But then if you did that, you did term limits because people shouldn't be able to sit in there for 60 years and and essentially die in office because they don't want to go do normal people jobs. Yeah, They shouldn't get health care for a lifetime. They should only have health care access while they work for the government, just like any other job and that every real person has to have. And, of course, I also don't think you should have uh, 
and my company would hate this because I'm sure we're one of the biggest ones that do it. You shouldn't be able to give, uh, oh, I can't think of the term. What is the term? The, the, the donors and all of that stuff. And oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. special interests. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to have those, that whole industry of people, they leave office and, hey, I'm, I'm friends with all these guys. I'm going to go make three times as much for this company telling them, hey, you should really vote for this. Yeah, I mean, it's legalized bribery is really right. what it is. Right. And, and we don't allow that pretty much all other aspects of, of business but it's okay and there. life. But in government, you can get away with it. Yeah, so how does that make sense? It's like if you could do those handful of things and you can't legislate any rule that you don't have to follow, I feel like you'd fix a million things. But you're never going to yeah. unless all those people agree. And they're not going to because that's how they're making extra money. That's how they're lining their pockets. That's how... They get to look like they're big, bad Republicans or big, bad Democrats, even though they're all doing the exact same thing. And, like, I feel like 80% of them, no matter which side of the aisle they fall on, are pretty much from the same cloth. They might say different things, but how often do they really act on it? Yeah, no, I, I, and I've mentioned this in the past. It's like there's a – I could count on one hand um, the people that are in office right now that to me seem like they're really fighting for the people. Right. Um and I, I brought this up last time. Josh Hawley is one of them. But if you just sit yeah. there and listen to what that Josh Hawley talks, there's no interest for him. Like he, everything he mentions, everything he says, he's saying, "I've been elected to do this. This is why I'm saying this." Yeah. And literally everything he fights for is betterment of the public. So I just don't yeah. understand. We're in such as I don't understand um, how which I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Right. How right. can you see a guy that's fighting? For you to have more rights, and yeah. you're saying that he's a bad guy for it, because Josh Hawley gets yeah. a ton of hate from it, from the see, left. I don't know of any politician outside of Trump who has the hatred Josh Hawley has, though. Yeah, he's been attacked by more people. He's been pursued by more people. Yeah. Allegations that have been proven false, like nothing has stuck. But yeah. he's been hit with it again and again and again. And yeah, I agree with you. Nothing he said has been um, really negative or in anything that I would disagree yeah. with. I think, uh, if I remember right, I think he's actually going to be one of the speakers at the Greater Men's Conference in Springfield next year even. Really? Yeah. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, so he's going to be one of the guys at that. I think that's what they had announced. And it's like, how many politicians in general are willing to get in front of, so that's the largest men's conference in the world, but a Christian men's conference, they're going to be like, yeah, I'll be there, even though that might hurt my reputation in some areas. He's like... This is who I am. I wish that everybody would start thinking that way. And, yeah. and and the problem with it is, and I've always been like that, it's like I'm going to say and do what I think or what <laughs> right, I want. Right. And it's hurt us in the past with our channel, and it's hurt us with you know on other fronts. But yeah. um, if everybody was that way, all this political correctness would just go away. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, you can't, if, you know, if you're offending somebody with everything you say, that you're just going to keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. until finally enough is enough, and people just have to learn that that person's different than I am. Right. And I, anybody could come in here and sit on the other side of this table and disagree with me on everything. Yeah. And by the time they left here, I would feel no different than right. than the time that they walked in the door. Because I, I, look, I think that's what's supposed to make. Like America, great right. is the fact that we are everybody is so different here. Um, but but man, I've got relatives and stuff that you cannot sit down and have a political discussion with. Oh yeah, most relatives, um, because you, you sit down to have a discussion with them, 
and um, and they get fired up, and then you turn into <laughs> right. like it's like you turn into some terrorist. Yeah, um, that they don't want anything to That's do. That's probably words you can't use either. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's the list is so long. I just try to ignore the list. But. Right. That's what I run into that a lot. Where I uh, sometimes I'm considered harsh because. And like I like to disagree with people, like not to the point where like, but like it doesn't bother me. And sure. I'm like, I want to understand their point of view to why they yeah. believe that way. And it drives some people, like you said, some people get mad and they're just yeah. completely hot about it. Where there's some people that I've met, and and now when you're saying yeah. some people, are those some people typically on the left or typically on the right? Honestly, I've seen some of both. So like on the left, it's usually more because like, you know, like I, I'm not. I'm anti-abortion, and I, I'm not for women's rights, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the South, and I'm white, and I'm a and I'm a man that's straight, so apparently I'm racist, too, mm. and, and a lot of those things. I've and, heard that, yeah. And, and homophobic, too, because I, I'm just not gay, so I'm homophobic, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've gotten a lot of those insults from the left. On the right, usually my insults come from me not just worshiping Trump or worshiping certain Republicans because like, oh, they were great. Like, I don't think George W. Bush was one of the greatest presidents ever. Sorry. I just yeah. don't No, Like, you know, like, well, I don't know what he did to be considered a great by a lot of people. He did some good stuff, but like to me, um, with Bush, it was more of a character thing. Like, yeah. um, I mean, when he went and he was going to play golf and then and found out that we were attacked or whatever, yeah. or, or whatever the story is, I can't remember the story specifically. Yeah. He, he was, never played he was golf with, again. Uh, he was with kids reading or something like that when he found out about nine yeah, eleven and yeah, yeah, and then the terrorist attacks and yeah, so like he had some good things that he did and I won't argue with that at all, yeah. um, but I have a hard time ranking him as just you know being like oh he's the best. It's like he might be the best Republican of a 20, 30 year stretch, but like if you go back to some of the older guys and some of the stuff, there's like there's a lot of history. Yeah, no, I don't even think I would put him up there in that category. Yeah, like, and I'm not like a crazy Trump fan, but I think he yeah. did. He's done more. He did a lot of good. He has done more than any president in my lifetime. Yeah, um, and that's just simply because he didn't give a shit. He came in there and he <laughs> right, ran it right. like a business, and he's like, "This is dumb that we're doing. Fix it." Yeah, and. He and I agreed with most of his, yeah. like, I agreed with his work yeah. a lot. Yeah. I didn't always agree with his tactics, but I agreed with his work a lot. Yeah. And and I agree. I think he did more, he definitely more than any president, because like, me For and you're sure. about the same age yeah. during our lifetime. Like, yeah. there's not, yeah, no, there's I can't think any. of any other president that's yeah, really I like done Bush, that much. But, but yeah. Bush doesn't come close to, to right. Trump in, right. in policy. But so to, to go back to what you said yeah. a minute ago, you said you've seen it from both sides. But yeah. in my experience, and I've seen it from both sides, but usually on the right and people that disagree with you when you say something. They that, just kind of leave. That, yeah, well, or the, or they just kind of razz you a little yeah. bit, but it's no big deal. Right. But this hatred oh, yeah. that comes like, from the other side is more what I'm talking about. I will you from Facebook. I will... I'm going to write letters to your employers to yeah. get you fired. Yep. Like that's yeah. the stuff that I'm talking about. That's the nasty oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. And I haven't really. I'm sure there's people out there on the right, but I haven't witnessed that. Um, and I do have some points where I disagree with people um, that that may be you know on a firm belief on the right. Yeah. But you know, I look, don't. I don't believe in the whole. And, and it's both sides, but I, I do feel like I see it more on the left of. I'm going to 
attack everyone for not being PC, but then I'm going to give everybody offensive nicknames. Yeah. And I'm going to call them all these offensive yeah. names and all these offensive words. And then not understand history. And they're like, oh, you're like Hitler and you're, you know, you're a Nazi. And it's like, you don't understand what you're you're talking about. And it's like, I'd love to have a conversation and discuss it, but you you don't want to hear it. And and I, I have experienced that more on the left side than the right for sure. I man, honestly, it's almost funny to me a lot of the left's um like talking points. Yeah. Cause they'll say, you know, like um women's right this and women's right that, and then they can't define what a woman is. That guy just had that show right, out. Right, oh right. my gosh, did you right. watch that? Yeah, uh, yeah, on the I saw Daily that. Wire. He he's just trying to get a simple question, and and, and uh, they'll say, "Well, I'm a woman now," and he's like, "Well, what the heck is a woman? Yeah, if you're telling me you're a woman, what is a woman? Right. I just feel like a woman. Well, what does that feel like? What right, is right. that? And nobody can even give him an answer because it's like they've dug up, they've dug so far in on all this stuff that it doesn't make any sense anymore. But no. but they can't let it go at this point because they're they're too deep in it. I don't I don't know how we get to the point of feelings matter more than just basic biology like like talking about like offensive people um i think of like and this hopefully no one takes this in the wrong way like my grandpa's generation my grandpa was a navy sailor um and some of the stuff he did and some of the stuff he said i mean i could tell you stories and he he passed away um a couple years ago and i could tell you some of the stuff that he did and you would just be mind blown uh, but he just didn't care what people thought he didn't care about people's feelings in that sense yeah. and we went from that generation because almost like like the movie Gran Torino it's about guys like yeah. my grandpa like yeah. I, like I grew up hearing all of those slurs and yeah. like and honestly I'm probably tougher for it yeah because I'm not like oh words you know sticks and stones you know like and or the you know words hurt ah. yeah You've obviously never been shot. It's like, such a snowball, too, yeah. because then anybody can decide at any time what this word upsets them. Yeah. yeah. And, and where does it stop? Where does that go? Where do people quit treading on, you know, like everybody's walking on glass? On, right. You know, and this, the, the whole thing is just, man, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I want to say this, when I started this, and, and for anybody that's listening right now, this is not like I had no intentions of being like a political podcast. Right. I had, uh, you know, we, you and I didn't talk at all, like really what yeah. we're going to talk about. I mean, uh, but it's like this stuff is past politics at this yeah. point in its life because yeah, it's everywhere. I've, I was never political, never. And then, yeah. but when it starts affecting your daily life, it's, it's like you've, something's got to give. And yeah. I think that's the problem. Where, and that's how we got to where we are is I wasn't really political either. And there's a lot, I feel like, that weren't political until it really got into our life. But so much had been taken and so much yeah. had been done by the time it got to us. We've we were been just, sleeping. We've been yeah. sleeping on it, man. And so now we're awake and we're trying to push back a little bit. I yeah. uh, Probably one of the most offensive comedians that I love of modern time is Dave Chappelle. And yeah, it's hilarious. just because he lays it out there. Yeah. And the, some of the stuff he says, I'm like... People are hating on him for it. And I'm like, I agree. Yeah. Like, he is a Democrat. Like, you know, he has talked about it. He is not a Republican. He's yeah. a Democrat. And he's just like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, his entire show, like the Dave Chappelle show that was on Comedy Central, he would literally be able to do no none of the episodes. No, not a single no. one in the current he day. He would do them anyway. Yeah. But he'd dude, be on his own, like, website or something, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. He'd be independent. 
Dave Chappelle has bashed white people more than any other person, yeah. race, gender. Absolutely. I don't care about any of that. Absolutely. Um, and I still think he is funnier than hell. I yeah. don't care. Because I'm not offended by it. Yeah, no. And, and why would you be? Like, I don't know him. I don't care what he thinks. Yeah. Like about me. Like, what difference is it? I'm make? pretty sure he makes a ton of Asian Asian jokes. And his wife and his is wife's Asian. Asian. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's like, you know, look, we have to get back to like being able to crack jokes at people and, and you know, move on from it. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a crazy place we're in. And, and I think that part of life is what is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and that's where, like, for us, like, on the house, it was just like, we, we just kind of looked at each other and said, one, can we afford it? Yes. And the second part of it was, like, do we really think things are going to be better in two years? Do we think things are going to be better financially or whatever to build a house with a, you know, being three, four years into a Biden presidency? And who knows what's going to happen next time? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, do we really think things will be better? And I'd love to say they will be, but. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be that statistic of person that just waits and waits and waits. And then you never find it. And you never get it. So we, we figure it's like, you know what? I think, I don't think we're likely to repeat the fall in the housing market that we had in 2008. Not, not right now. Then I don't mean not ever, but I think we're a ways from that just because of where we are financially. Um, you know, people aren't as burdened by their houses as they were in 2008. They weren't as overextended. There's still a lot of those guidelines that are in effect. I do think craziness could happen and people get unemployed. But right now, I mean, how many jobs do we have available? Yeah, I don't know. We, and we have a shortage of, of houses available. Like I saw a graph just last week, two weeks ago, in the housing number. Like you can see houses available in 2008 was so high. And then it's just fallen, it's fallen and fallen. And it just barely creeped up a little bit. And like the houses available is not enough to keep up with population looking to buy a house even right now. Yeah, but I almost feel like like, like population aside, if you can't afford it, you can't afford right. it. Right. And I feel like... How did people afford in the 80s, like 14, 15, 20% interest on homes? I know homes were exponentially cheaper, but like, I mean, from like 3% to 6, 7, 8% interest, you're talking about like three-fourths or more of a house payment. Yeah. They, they've said one of the speculations is one of the things that's going to come out in the near future will be like a 40-year loan term. And there's technically already it available. But the first 10 years, you only pay interest. And then you yeah, start no paying house. Right, no thanks, right. Man. It's like, so you want me to pay interest for 10 years. It's like, how much more money do you pay yeah. to extend that time versus that? So, yeah, there's, there's, that's going to be a huge part of it. I think there's a lot of people who are locked in at like 2% interest that aren't going to sell their houses because you'd be stupid to sell your house. If you're, if you're in a house that's big enough for your family or yeah. even if it's too big, Two percent, you couldn't downsize and save money. No, I think that you know the time to sell is kind of come and gone. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of people put their houses for sale because um, we sold ours last year, and and reason we sold it last year was I felt like by the end of the year, first of the year, the housing market would start slowing down. We sold our house in uh, five days, and we had twelve, thirteen people look at it, had multiple offers on it. Um. But we sold it in five days. I feel like what I've seen people selling houses in Branson, um, where we left, the prices are about the same. 
they might have made a little bit more, but the prices are about the same. And then they really didn't have uh, near the time frame, like around where we live right now. There's houses that have been on the market for 30, 40, 50 days that just, you know, six months ago to a year ago would have sold like that because they were nice. But you put that mortgage rate on there. Yeah. It pushes it's it not out. A good of, deal it's, anymore. it's out of people's price ranges and it, and, it, yeah. and it really affects it. And that's, I told Kristen, my wife, I told her, I said, I don't know if we could afford the house that we sold. That was our first house we bought. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if we could have afforded to bought that house when we bought our house. Yeah. Like it's the exact same amount. I know sure wages have gone up, yada, yada, yada. It's yeah. like, but they've not gone up as much as the housing went up. And that's where we just kind of played it and just said, you know, we're going to take a little bit of a risk, but man, uh, our land's paid for, yeah. um, which is 13 acres, which puts us up quite a bit, fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it gives us some good space and it's like, you know, let's, let's just go for it. And, um, you know, even if things go down in the short term and the long term, they'll go back up. If they go down in the short term, maybe I'll get a better interest rate and be able to refinance at that point. Well, I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> it's either things are going to go down um, or interest rates are going to keep climbing. And Well, I feel, t to me personally, the way yeah. that I feel about it, I mean, I'm not an economic expert by any means. Yeah, me neither, for but, the disclaimer. Um, you know, what I see is people have spent their credit oh, absolutely. and racked credit card debt. Every, a lot of people have quit their jobs. Yeah. A lot of people have been living off of credit cards. Our credit card debt for, for um, nation went up, what, 13%. Yeah. It's the biggest Crazy increase amount. that we've had in 40 years or something. Um, and I feel like right after all this shutdown and stuff happened, when it came back, it boomed back. Yeah. But I think the reason it did is everybody was quitting their jobs. They had that unemployment. They were racking credit card debt up. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like, in the back of their minds are thinking, like, man, stuff's going to get really bad. I'm going to blow all my money right now. Yeah. And they've that time has come and gone. They've spent all their money, and now it's like, okay, well, we're still kind of lingering here. Yeah. I think there um, are going to be foreclosures start next month, right? I don't know. Or this month? I don't know. I think foreclosures are getting ready to start, and there's – I saw the number and there's supposed to be an astronomical number of houses that are just at the line of where they'll start going into foreclosure nationally. Um, obviously, um, blue states actually have higher numbers of homes about to be foreclosed on than red states. Huh. Um, if you look at the maps of where like, and obviously a lot of the populations there too, um, but there's a lot of foreclosed homes that are looking at possibly coming up if there's not more extensions made, which yeah, I mean, it's right before term. Do you really think they want to start evictions before yeah, yeah. elections? I mean, where do all those bad. people go? You right, know? probably California. Man, yeah, I, I don't know. Like we were, the way that everything worked out for us was like, I mean, we just lucked out. Like, yeah. we basically the market was doing pretty good. Yeah, we sold our house with the equity we took and basically built our new house. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have to mess with any banks. We're not dealing yeah. with any interest or anything like that. And we did all that literally right before COVID yeah. uh, affected all the materials. But it was early uh, early on enough in COVID where I was able to get the time off from work because we were like <laughs> right. shut down. Yeah. Um, and we built the house in like, you know, 70 days or 60 something days. So, you know, I was working mostly remote in that time. And yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it worked out perfect for us, but I just don't see 
I don't see how people are going to do it. I don't yeah. see how people are going to afford the interest rates. I don't see how people are going to, you know, if your house is being foreclosed on, you got to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I just don't know. You even go and rent, renting is you expensive. go rent a place. Yeah, man. And it's, it's insane right that, now. That's where we looked at. And that's part of why we weren't in a big hurry um, is my wife's cousin, like their parents. And it's one of my best friends, his in-laws, they own the house we live in right now. Um, so with them owning it, um, we're renting like for what we were paying for like more like for our insurance on our mortgage in Branson for yeah. our house down here. Our insurance and taxes is equivalent equivalent to our rent. So it's like we're not in a hurry. Um, but then just circumstances kind of made us think like, let's just go ahead and get this going. And what, what kind of a time frame is your your builder giving you on? Uh, he's staying three months, but you know I'm I'm Oof. figuring. I don't know if you'll be able to do it in three months. Yeah, yeah. See, we, we've joked around with him. He said, I might be able to get you in by Christmas. And I said, well, um, we're going to Hawaii to celebrate our 10th anniversary in December. And then we have Christmas. It's like, I'm not moving in December. So, like, yeah, <laughs> you can shoot for it if you want to. I said, but, uh, and, and we've So, not, we need it by November. That's yeah, yeah. Said, we need it by Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Never give him any more time. Yeah. Say, oh, okay, yeah, December would be good because he's probably going to come in January anyway. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even later. I don't yeah, know. and that's what we've just been like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and in our heads, we're thinking Easter. Like, Easter's the date we <laughs> hope to be in by. So, it's like... You can exceed expectations. I, his son is his like project manager. He's the one that's doing most of the like sure. on site work, and he didn't know the timeline or anything that his dad had told us. And I said he told us he'd have it done by then the next month. He, you oh, <laughs> know, give him a hard time, and he was like, he, he was like, he probably did. Like this, probably I'm like, yeah. yeah so you guys are gonna have to get hoofing it, you know, get this <laughs> thing rolling. But is it a two story or just like a slab? Just a. It's gonna be a crawl space with oh, single right. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't want to have. Uh, we just don't want to have a basement. We're going to have a uh, like a safe room out of the closet and some of that stuff. But we didn't want to do um, – like when I was in high school, my mom was in an accident. And she was paralyzed, so she was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't really want – we had a four-level house when she came home. And she couldn't uh, go to like three-fourths of the house. Mm. So it's kind of like if we do single level, at least she can use the entire house. Like we had to build a bathroom on the main level because there wasn't one there. Put a good sump pump. In your crawl yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're <laughs> I and, learned and my lesson with that twice. <laughs> but on this last one, I just went down there and did it myself. But yeah. I, I uh we know. have a bit of a grade too, so it's gonna go one direction. So did we. Of, we we had a grade, but what was happening is where the the crawl space is level because yeah. they level it for your foundation. Right, right. Um, the water would come off the hill and then just settle into the house. Yeah. I opened the crawl space and there was like three feet of water under there one time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so the the story is get a good sump pump and check your crawl space. Yeah. Especially yeah. as you first get in there. Yeah. Because yeah, our, ours will be about three foot. I think I think we're just right at three foot off of it. Yeah. Our tall on the tall side we're like five feet because we're in the hillside. Yeah. And on the low end we're probably three two so and a half three feet. On ours we cut the dirt. So we cut down the dirt almost four feet on one side and then leveled out the lot across there to have yeah. more space. Yeah. And uh, and that was really nice, and, and it gives us some of a yard, and then we'll have a pond that we're putting in on the front side of the house. So um, the joke's been that we'll be just about able to fish off our front porch. Yeah. Like, well, so funny story about that. I had a guy that I it was extremely expensive come in with this huge bulldozer. Yeah. And he was supposed to build me a pond, and he was supposed to do all these things. Well, long story short, the guy literally got like a quarter of what he was supposed to get done. Yeah. And 
started the pond and maybe got hardly anything done with that. Yeah. And then I had him clean up around it. Like we have some really big, beautiful, mature trees on mm-hmm. our property. And I'm like, just clean up around these because these are kind of like vocal points. You yeah. know, I want to have a picnic area here. Right, right, right. We built like a shooting, uh, you know, a little shooting bungalow thing under one yeah. and all this. I'm like, so just clean up around here because I love these trees. Killed both of those trees oh, no. by getting into the roots. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like this expert on a bulldozer. He spent a lot of time out there, like talking on the phone, but he left his bulldozer running to run hours up on it. I mean, man, it was just like, I remember when it came time to pay that guy and he tried to charge me full price. I'm like, you are not getting full price. Pal. Right. My, I, I will say my guy was really good. Hopefully it wasn't the same guy. Um, but he did, he cleared almost, he cleared 30, 40 feet in yeah. the air. So probably about 50 feet on the ground yeah. um, for our electric lines to come in on the backside, did the four foot cut. Um, was this an older guy? Young guy. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's RH. I went to high school with him. Yeah. Just a few years That's older. not my guy. Okay. Well, uh, he did all that, put in my driveway in 37 hours. Yeah. Like a four foot cut, got the hole, and he got a level. He got a flat. He even staked it out. Like yeah. he, he put in a lot of work getting it, getting it done. And yeah, I didn't feel like it was really um, that, that crazy. That much that this guy had to do really either. Cause after he was there and left, I ended up renting a little skid steer and yeah. I was able to do a lot of pond bank that yeah. he did never get done. And that's that, crazy. His bulldozer was huge. I right. Mean, yeah. See, I can't, I don't remember the sizes. I think he, yeah. the guy that's doing ours has like a, he has a couple, but he was using like his midsize one for most of the work. Well, this guy had to haul it in with a, with a semi. So yeah. Yeah. yeah his I mean, was, was too big. But yeah, man. So I don't know. That whole process is like I remember whenever I we bought and sold the first house. I'm like, I will never do this again. Yeah. And uh, and then we built the house, and it was actually not as bad. But I mean, it was more physically, you know, hard on me because it was right at the time um, in COVID where everybody was trying to do things. So right. our contractor was out like eight, ten months before he could even start. Wow. And he's like. Um, but if you want and you want to do it yourself, I'll try to help you as much as I can. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea how to build a house. Right. I'm like, I'm well, not a construction guy. Yeah. I can work on cars, but I gave it more thought, more thought. Like three days in, I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, he gave me the phone number of this crew that he uses sometimes, which was an Amish crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and picked them up, man. And like, I don't know, a few days later, um, I was picking them up and hauling them back and forth. Yeah, I, I went and bought all that. the tools that we needed. And, and me and those three Amish guys built that house from scratch, from nothing. That's awesome. Um, and and I just, man, I had no, no, no knowledge of really how yeah. to contract build a house or anything. So do you feel like you have the knowledge now after doing it once? Yeah, I think I could, I could definitely do it. There's a lot of things that like, and, and even in my own house, it's like, um, you know, this is the way I did it. This is what I should have done. And you can, right. you, matter of fact, that's, I was working on some stuff before I came here. Um, our condensation line, we put mini split systems in our house instead yeah. of uh, traditional central, you know, AC. Yeah. Um, so each room has its own unit in there and you can yeah. change the temperature, which is great. We love it. It's heat and air. Never had a problem with them other than um, the line set for your condensation drain. Mm-hmm. didn't slope enough. So oh, it was backing so up was back and dumping up water in the house. So I think I've got that fixed. We'll see when I get home tonight if there's any water <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, it got hot enough today. Yeah, I cranked the ACs down just to try to get a lot of condensation created. Yeah. And when I left, they were flowing good. But good. So, yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that that, that you know, 
you kind of look at and you think, well, I could have done this a little bit better, but but then you have the knowledge that man, you know now. But and we have this house. I mean, it's super premium built and super heavy duty. You know, yeah. two by twelve ceilings and floors and two by six walls. Yeah. And so you know, I, it, that building will be there for a long time. Right. And uh, and then there's just something to be said, like you know, when you've built something, like right. kind of an appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah, you have a little more of a. Like I did that. Yeah. yeah. Except my grandpa was yeah. a master carpenter. Yeah. The one I was talking about earlier. So that's why he's got a gazebo and a bunch of stuff at their house. It's like he built that and that and yeah. that. And he did this. And yeah. I mean, you can look at the wall and you know exactly what's behind the sheetrock. You yeah. Know? That's how you know it's your house. But there's a lot of, a lot of men. And, and that comes back to a lot of things. Like a lot of people take for granted the, the craftsmanship or the work or the expertise that it takes to do a lot of things in this yeah. country. And, and that's not even just, you know, like, like food, you know, animals yeah. and killing an animal so you can eat it. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't even think, they don't think twice about any of that. A lot yeah. of the stuff that you eat at the store is either come from a dead animal or come from an animal in some way or another, whether it's eggs or milk or whatever. Yeah. And obviously we've got this whole side of, you know, things where they're trying to get rid of all that. Well, you know, we kill animals because we drink their milk apparently. So yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. Man, you know, and, and that's the thing, too. Like this whole, um, you know, it used to be don't eat anything processed. Stay away from processed foods. And now it's literally like they want you on a complete processed diet. Yeah. You know, fake meat is complete. It's 100% right. processed. Yeah. What, what is it? Can't, what is it called? The uh, Impossible Burgers. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw it when I was at Costco, a bunch of impossible stuff. And I'm like, eh, it's impossible. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So. Ex well, wasn't that the thing, too? Like, when that first came out, it was a whole gay thing, right? Like, Probably. Uh, I think they did. It had, like, this... Um, no. Okay. No, it wasn't that. But they had a gay burger or something like that. Gay burger. At Burger King, right? And it was like... Um, I don't even want to start guessing what was on it. It, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, it was just a Whopper. Yeah. Um, but it was wrapped in rainbow... Uh, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was wrapped in rainbow paper, and you order it on the thing, and it's Gay Pride Burger Didn't or Didn't it have like a rainbow bun or something like that, too? No. It was like a different color bun, because people were talking about it changing. Well, what you would do is you would open the wrapper, and then on the wrapper on the inside of it, it said, we're all the same. And it's just a... It's just a fucking whopper, right? We're yeah. all the same. So that's so, the whole. So you that's paid the, an extra dollar oh, well, to get the gay whopper. It's probably the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, it's probably the same price. But the whole the whole emphasis was you order this gay burger, but it's just the same as every other burger. Yeah, you know. So it's just the same thing. Yeah. Well, the positive thing is I don't really like the regular whopper, so I guess <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, I have to say I I never was crazy about Burger King, but yeah. I've uh, yeah, I've kind of I I like it more now than I used to, yeah. but. I don't know, man. I went through this whole phase of like, and and I might I might still be kind of in that phase because I like to kind of put my money where my mouth is. And I went through this yep. phase where I quit eating at Burger King because like, you know, you just right, right. you find certain things that you oh, want to support and you want to put your money behind. And like, I'm all for, um, you know, gay people and really any people. You just do whatever the hell you want to do. Right, right. Yeah, um, it's, but it's really not any of my business. Don't make me buy a gay burger. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't it doesn't everything doesn't have to be rubbed in your face. If if they made a a straight white male right, burger, right, they would be offensive to somebody, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So so that's kind of my standpoint. Honestly, on probably it. be offensive to more people than. Yeah, oh, the, I'm sure it would. Gay burger. I'm sure it would. I didn't take offense to it. I just think it's idiotic. Right. I, I'm I'm a big fan of that myself. Of like, 
if I'm not for something, like, and I tell people this all the time, if you don't like it, just don't buy it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't, if you don't like the way a company, like, like Walmart, I hear people complain about Walmart all the time with self-checkout and uh, sometimes I use it. Sometimes I don't. Depends on the way I feel. I love Walmart. Uh, my favorite thing to do. Well, that's the thing. It's like if you want to complain about it, you want to complain about employment. That here's what you can do. If you're worried about somebody being employed at Walmart, do grocery pickup. Someone's got to literally walk around and pick up all of your grocery items. I'm paying them for more time than you are for self checkout just by doing pickup. I don't know. That's such a stupid argument, though. <laughs> These people that hate this automated stuff. Yeah. It's like. And the funny thing is, is usually it goes hand in hand with the same people that are c- complaining about employees complaining about not getting paid enough. Right, right. But just do it, you know. Like you've got all the, you've got these people. It's the Karens. Yeah, yeah. man. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but to me, like, get out of the way of automation because it's taken over. Right. Like it's the way forward. Like, and and I am, uh, I am a proponent of electric cars. I'm not a proponent of mandating i'm not a, like i don't i just think yeah, that's yeah. all stupid and silly i think electric cars are badass but yeah. i also think they need to like so my father-in-law is uh on the board of the electric co-op out where we live uh-huh um and they talk about like the different sources of power and obviously like electric cars like the electric grid can't handle it but if they would actually pass legislation and allow us to do like more nuclear power plants for instance it's the cleanest form of energy we have available like it's it's more clean than electric it's more clean than solar it's more clear than wind here's charcoal here's my solution for it why don't we let them all do whatever they need to do to create power yeah and the best one comes out on top right it's really simple which is you know which one can they make the most affordable right and i i would think i mean i don't know i mean coal's definitely up there right now for the cheapest right is that going to be the cheapest in 10 years i don't think so yeah but forcing coal out and then, That's and, and then bringing these other things in that are just way astronomically overpriced right. is not going to work no it's not going to help at all so like in and honestly if they would allow competition in those sectors instead of it being ran by the government we'd probably more likely to see an industrial revolution type thing with yeah. innovation yeah. but as long as the government's in the Look way the there's program. no innovation Look what Elon Musk is yeah. doing in the space program. Right. But we all know that when the government's in charge, innovation dies. Yeah. Because they're not trying to change it. They're not like even infrastructure. We talk about infrastructure and roads and all that stuff. It's like like one of the craziest things is because you guys travel a lot like we do. Yeah. You get out of country, you get out of state and you get like three or four states over. And the way that you handle a highway interchange between another highway is entirely different. Yeah. And there's some that are really good and some that are like, what in the world was this person smoking? Like, you're in Colorado. Well, I I guess I know what they were doing when they built this road. But, like, how do they get there? It's like, but if you want innovation, there has to be competition. With electric cars, like, I see people complain about it. But it's also like, you know, probably 100 years ago, 110 years ago especially, um, that was when the first cars were produced, like mass, in like 1908, whatever it was. I know it started in the 1800s with the first car, but when they were first being made in mass, how likely do you think they were to find gas stations everywhere? Yeah, like the same thing. The worst thing with charging stations is what they saw with gas. And you know what? I bet gasoline probably was more expensive than hay. I wonder what would have happened if they would have forced everybody to kill their horses. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's stupid to say like, hey, you know, in California, yeah. probably mandated. If we look back, hey, no horses are allowed on the roads in you know 1925. This is the end. 
Um, and like you have to have an automobile. Uh, but like I think it's silly to have mandates around it, but I think it's also silly to ridicule them to the point to be like, oh, it's never going to happen. It's like it is. It's it's going to. And I love now let the free engines. market do it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that electric will completely take um, no. combustion engines out just no. because there's something t- there's something about having the roar oh the sound of motor. Yeah. Um, and you're just and, and and you know what? I don't think electric motors and electric cars are the end all be all either. I think there's right. something on the other side too. Yeah. I think there's probably more advanced um, some some type of motor that we can get into. Hydrogen's the one that we have the best possibility with for it to be truly replenishable. But the problem is, I want to say GM bought the patent for the first successful high, uh, hydrogen car back in like 2005 or something. Yeah. They bought the patent for it, so it couldn't be made. Man, I have heard some horror stories about big companies buying patents for little things that would put them out of business. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. And, and to me, it's like, I don't know. If the government wants to get involved so bad on things, why don't they pay attention to stuff like that? Right. Killing the little business because their their product's better. Yeah. If, if you guys want to come in and you want to regulate and do all these things, regulate these big companies that are shutting these little companies down because their product's too good. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is there's no money in that for them. The no. government is paid. Our government they is so They get paid by paid the guys for, that man. are the big companies shutting down. It does, down. man. Well, if you pass this legislation, as soon as your your term is up, we'll hire you on at 500K a yeah. year. Well, I mean, you see that with the Food and Drug Administration. It's like, how do you become the head of the FDA? Leave it, then go work for like Monsanto and some of those, and then go back to the FDA and go back and forth. Yeah. It's like, how is that not ridiculous? Yeah, it's weird, man, but it, it all comes back to the government kind of regulating themselves. Right. And yeah. they regulate everybody else, but there's no regulations for themselves. And that's why mm-hmm. and that and that's where a lot of the problems come in like like long term, long, long term, the only solution is gonna be is either people really get tired of it and actually vote people out, or they really, really get tired of it and there's another revolution. Like, it falls into one of those two areas, most likely. Yeah, I don't think the voting thing is going to work. I just don't think that... uh, I think there's too many people to get those people that you vote in there to turn. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, you know, you get into a position where you make, what, $150,000 a year, and people say, hey, you know, you do this way, you know, you start your charity, and I'll donate a million dollars a year if you kind of look the other way for this stuff. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't do anything. Yeah. And, and that's just as bad as doing something, like knowing and not doing it. But, like, for a lot of people, they're just going to be like, oh, this is, it was for my kids or it was for yeah. my whatever, whatever excuse they can give them. But it's just they love money. Well, and I think even aside from that, like, you've also got this issue of, I mean, man, the media and marketing and, like, that stuff is so powerful. Yeah. And COVID really opened my eyes to, like, to, to oh, how yeah. to how conforming that people will really be right and the media plays a huge role in what people the way people vote the way people talk the way people act it's insane yeah and i don't know i used to think shut shut it off is the best solution but i don't even i don't know what the solution is anymore right because it's everywhere and it's not just social media that we usually imply towards it's it's regular media it's social media it's print media like Everything has bias. Yeah, most of the social media stuff that I'm seeing is more like indoctrinating. Like yeah. it's more built for like young kids to really. Man, TV I, shows are too. Yeah, yeah, you, definitely. You, you put mean, in TV commercials. What, yeah, commercials. But then like a lot of shows, like 
if you put in, like, if you watch the trend for, like, uh, CBS and, like, their top action shows, like FBI, NCIS, and all those and around that. Sure. In the last few years, how much you want to bet every one of those shows has featured some white Christian terrorist guy thinking he's doing something for God, but he's killing a bunch of people or he's mm-hmm. killing people because of it. Almost all of those have had different episodes that went around that, and they've gone away from it being the quote-unquote stereotypical terrorist where now it's the the white Christian male, you know, and they're trying to paint this picture. But then you also get the other stuff that's being painted as normal, um, like modern family. The modern family has to have a gay couple in it, and it has to have you know, uh, people of different cultures, and it has to have this going on and this going on. And obviously you're not, you know, into the modern life and Mm -hmm. into the modern family if you don't agree with this. And it's like we're letting stuff get to our kids before it should. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, I'm seeing – Connor and I play Fortnite. Yeah. And um, it's one of those things, like – and we've done it since he was – you know, since Fortnite came out, basically. And – Man, when all that Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, they had this um, Black Lives Matter parade on the game. Oh, really? And before you could log on and play your video game, you had to watch this Black Lives Matter protesting parade thing. And it was live like a news thing. Really? And it's real life. It's not video game characters. It's real life people... Um, doing a Black Lives Matter rally, and you have to watch that before you can play your game. Wow. Madden, Madden did something similar. Like, you had to have – there wasn't a parade, but there was, like, a Black Lives Matter statement that you had to, like, read or accept or whatever yeah, to click yeah. past that. And it's like, like – What's course, going on, man? Of course I agree that Black Lives Matter. Like, this isn't the issue, but, like, the issue – oh, it's so much deeper than what we want to give it to when it comes to that because it's like – um, the whole thing is just stupid. Right. I'll, and, I'll just come right out and say yeah. it. The whole thing is so stupid because, n- number one, it's all about money. You can see just clearly we're going on their website, the donations right. are taking and all this. What these are they things. doing with it? Yeah, what exactly. have they done to change? They haven't done, sh- they haven't done shit. Yeah. Um, everybody matters. To, right. And you may be the shittiest human being in the world yeah. that just killed your whole family, but you still matter to somebody. So this whole, yeah. you know, you fill in the blank matters none of it matters it, man, right that right. one really strikes a nerve with me and, and actually i was a huge nfl fan yeah i loved nfl we used to watch that yeah and i haven't watched it since all that nonsense yeah. went on and it's like to me how can you honestly it's kind of the whole how can you be out there making millions of dollars and and your complaint is that you're oppressed right yeah, there, there is a lot of that that I thought in the NFL was handled uh, inappropriately. And, and I was really, I felt fortunate, at least I, I'm a Chiefs fan. I felt fortunate that I felt like Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, and the organization itself, they didn't go crazy with it. See, but here... The he, only guy, only player that kneeled <laughs> during that year didn't even play for the Chiefs the following year. You are the, the perfect example, though, somebody that likes something too much. Yeah. That they'll come up with excuses of why not to... For, right. My dad is a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And he he was able to quit watching for a little while, and then he was yeah. right back to it. And, man, it was hard for me. And yeah. But I don't know. Like I've seen all of them, and, and the Chiefs too. They all played the bullshit. Um, Andy Reid went out there and did yeah. some stupid shit, and and they all did their thing. And then he even did a 
I can't remember because it's been so many years ago now, but I mean, I think anybody when they care enough about something will try to find reasons why, well, this wasn't quite as bad. And I don't know. And maybe I'm more getting to that point now because used to, I would just cold Turkey. I'm like, yeah, done dude. When Nike did all that bullshit. Yeah. I had probably thousands of dollars worth of Nike stuff. Yeah. Like before, before our YouTube channel and before I was doing that stuff, like, man, I had a, a buying addiction. I would buy, you know, new shoes all the time. I had right. closets full of shoes. I was like a girl yeah. with all the clothes and shoes that I had. Most of it was Nike. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm like cold turkey. Just yeah. quit buying Nike, quit wearing Nike. Right. Um, switched over to Adidas. And it's like, and then I went down this rabbit hole of like pretty much everything that you do at some point or another they're going to disappoint you right. with, yeah. with something they put out. And to me, yeah. it's like, just quit putting shit out. Like, <laughs> right, you're a right. company. I don't need to get on your company page and and see, you know, your personal beliefs of, of yeah. what's probably just the personal belief of your social media marketing right. person. Right. It's your marketing staff and maybe your executives have agreed with it. For me, the Black Lives Matter stuff didn't bother me a ton. Um, like. I, I agreed that there was some of the stuff that was mishandled, and I feel like that, like by the, by a lot of people. Well, for me, it wasn't necessarily the Black Lives Matter thing. It was the fact that like we have a there's one time in a football game when everybody stands in solidarity yeah. together, and that's for the country yeah, that you are stepping and, on. Yeah, when you're kneeling there, there's a guy sitting to your right with his legs fucking blown off. Yeah, because he was fighting for right. your stupid ass's freedom, so yeah. you can kneel right at his you know kneel right. at his feet and. So that's what really got me fired up about it. It yeah. had nothing to even do. Honestly, I didn't even know what it was about when yeah. it first started happening. Colin Kaepernick was doing this Black Lives Matter stuff. I just saw a guy kneeling for the – to me, it's like it's just an unappreciative person that doesn't yeah. care about the country that's made him what he is. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, well, and, you know, he, he was raised by white parents and was oppressed because he was a yeah, multimillionaire yeah. athlete. Who, he, he looks who, like who a just spoiled, wasn't talented. spoiled baby to me is what he looks like. It came down to it that he ran out of talent. Yeah, like that's that's a thing that happens to a lot of people. But he just he just ran out. But yeah, I yeah. So like, and I, and I understand the Nike thing. My dad stopped buying Nikes and stuff yeah. too. Uh, I still have Nikes. Um, I didn't burn and throw all my stuff away. But uh, like, but that's kind of the fun thing. It's like I told my dad, and you've said similar. Like, you know, support and buy the stuff you want to buy, and don't buy it if you don't want to buy it. And yeah. just move on with it. You know, and that's kind of where I was with it. And it's like. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, and I don't know necessarily even if that – I mean, I don't know where that where that gets us just because – I don't know. I don't think enough people do that for it to matter for the most part. But, right. it, but it is funny how people will get on the train of something though that they do believe in. Like that whole – I think it was Whole Foods or some company. They came out as this conservative company or whatever. Yeah. And like they're, they were selling so much food – uh, it was just like going through the roof there for a while. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will will kind of go that way. But at the end of the day, I just feel like there's so much population. It doesn't really matter. There's such a supply and demand issue yeah. also. Well, and that's the problem with like, so we'll use Nike as the example. I have weird shaped feet or for whatever. They're a little bit wide, but Nikes fit me comfortably where they don't ruin my feet where almost every other pair of shoes because I have multiple colors and sizes and whatever you know the different brands and all that and none of them do i like as much as the nike that's why i'm like i'm gonna take care of my feet have you given it like a a eqt adidas a good a good shot 
I've tried a few Adidas, but not that one specifically. Man, they're a little more expensive. They're yeah. they're called EQTs, but you know, Mahomes is sponsored by Adidas. Oh, really? <laughs> I like Mahomes. All right, yeah. I, I just man. I don't know. I just can't get behind the, the the NFL is so screwed up now, man. Oh well, like perfect example. So I know you don't follow the football. Probably uh-uh. there's a guy who uh, is on the Chiefs team, got in a domestic abuse situation with his like baby mama, basically. Yeah. And I'm summarizing. So for anyone's watching that is a Chiefs fan, they're gonna be like, "I said it wrong. You'll get over it." Um, he was in an argument with her, at, like visiting his kid, and broke the vacuum. Less than a thousand dollars. He got arrested, spent a night in jail. The, the basically the courts just said, hey, you just need to replace the vacuum, replace anything you broke, and move on with it. Like that was the end of it. The NFL just suspended him four games. Deshaun Watson had twenty plus sexual assault allegations, and he initially only got a, set, a six game suspension, and then they changed that to an eleven game suspension. It's like he broke a vacuum worth a few hundred dollars. Yeah, and and some of this other stuff, and it's like. All, he settled all of this stuff. How much money did he settle with? Well, it's all private. We can't share that. Or, you know, like you see all this crazy stuff, and it's like the NFL is just, it's got a PR problem. Let me tell you the way I feel about that, and this may be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like you didn't hire him because he was a good husband. You didn't yeah. hire him because he was a good boyfriend. Right, right. Stay out of people's personal lives. Yeah. And you let if he's doing his job on the field, I don't care if you suspend him, fire him. If you decide that there's just a, a conflict of character and you want to fire yeah. him, fire him. I mean, that's basically but why the Chiefs let go of Hunt. Don't try to punish people at work because they may have gotten in trouble outside of work. Like, and, and I've always yeah. felt that way. Like, uh, I right. think it was, uh, who was it, Rice or somebody punched his girlfriend on the elevator. Yeah, yeah, Rice. Yeah. Back even whenever that was going on. Like, in my opinion, it was always super unpopular. Right. And, it, and it's honestly, it's kind of the same thing about presidents. I feel the same way. Like the thing with Bill Clinton. Yeah. You know, like I don't really give a shit if the guy's doing a good job, which, you know, he wasn't. Right. But if the guy's doing For a good Jimmy job. Cry, he did a pretty good job. I don't That's know, about man. It. Like the, the, the stuff, the, the deals he made with China. <laughs> That's true. Are a lot of the problems that we are in now. Yeah, that's like, true. Like our manufacturing has gone to shit. Because well, in Mexico and Canada and all of that stuff too is part of a lot of that. Why do the Democrats keep selling out to China? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like why? Why are we? Why? Why are they so obsessed with with making bad deals with China? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, and that's what. I, and I agree. And. and and I agree with that to a lot of extent. I know people have been like, "Oh, if I if I did that, my job would be fired." For what? My yeah. job can't fire me for that. S- stay That's out wrongful of termination. Like they they get in my business. Like if obviously if I get arrested and I spend multiple days in jail and I miss work and all, yeah, they can fire me then. But like most of the stuff like that, these guys are getting in trouble for in. They're they're getting punishment for it. They're serving time. They're doing these things, but what? But they're role models. It's like honestly, you know what? The Kansas City Chiefs have no good record of having good role models on their team. Right. The the Kansas City Chief has been littered with troublemakers since like I can remember last. And yeah. There's always somebody in and out of jail or some kind of problem with the Kansas and, City. And Chiefs I feel player. like that's every football team. Like yeah. every one of them's gonna have guys that are going in and out of jail. And like, who decided that just because somebody was good with a football in their hands that they should be everybody's role model. Like what, what, how did they grow up? Where did they live? And how did things go for them? Like a lot of these guys grew up and they fought to survive. Like, so when they get millions of dollars in their hands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in their hands, 
they're probably going to make dumb decisions. Yeah. The NFL started something where they're supposed to be helping people, you know, like a few years ago. Well, you know, like, you know, this is how you manage your finances. This is how you do stuff. It's like, yeah, like, but there's still guys going out and they're blowing their entire paycheck on jewelry and cars and necklaces. And then they get out of the NFL in two or three years because that's the average like length that someone makes it. I heard somebody talk about this one time and I can't remember what they chalked it up to, but it was really, it was a good answer to it. Why they spend the money on this, the things that they do. And I don't know if it's from coming from poverty or if it's a, you know, I don't know, a background thing, um, culture. I, I have no idea, but, but it's true, man. They'll, they'll, they'll spend all this money on these really stupid things. And I don't really know. I mean, what do you, I don't know when you, I don't know. It's everybody's money. They can do whatever the hell they want with it. Right. I guess that's the yeah, best that's way the to thing. It's like about if, it. if they want to be bankrupt in a few years and that's their business, then you got guys that are yeah. like uh, Gronkowski and there's a handful of other guys that, that, that didn't spend a single dime from yeah. their contracts. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. All the money that I spend has been from commercials. And it's like, yeah, that's why he's in multiple commercials. Cause he's yeah. like, Hey man, I need some spending money. Yeah, you can tell the people that do it right. I mean, look at the Manning brothers. Yeah, both of those guys have been, you know, just career geniuses. And yeah, and and Tom Brady's still doing it. The guy's doing all kinds of deals right. on the side, on top of you know yeah. the money he's still making in the NFL. And right. So and I mean, like, what point in life are we that you know these guys make low money as quarterbacks, twenty yeah. twenty five million a year, and you can't survive? Like, yeah, I can live multiple lifetimes on twenty five million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's always been people that, I mean, look at Michael Jordan. Right. You know, there's always been people, Shaq. I mean, yeah. there's always been people that made good decisions. But there's where there's one person making a good decision, there's probably, decision, 10, there's on probably 10 or 15 on yeah. the other making the wrong ones. Yeah. But, yeah, man, that's that, and that was tough for me because, like I said, man, we watched NFL every, we were St. Louis Yeah, Rams that had to be fan. tough. It was hard. I've got like you know a signed you know my favorite player signed helmet and jer- I bought the new jersey every year just to support my player. And yeah. So man, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a big deal, but yeah, that's still something I've just never gone back to because they've never really like owned it. Yeah, they've never really owned it. It's like oh well, we'll, we'll change things now. Right. Are they even when when a when a game starts? Do they play the national anthem? Yeah. Do they play it on televised? No. Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do. Okay. I don't know if they do it every time, but I, I know heard sometimes it. they do. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's kind of a big deal, man. Yeah. You know, I, like like well, if you're in like Springfield. NASCAR, I feel like sometimes they don't even play the National yeah. Anthem. Wow, I don't give a shit about NASCAR. <laughs> Who does? It's, I don't know. it's gone downhill pretty fast yeah. here lately, I think, fan-wise. I don't know, man. I've seen a few of those, and it's like you, you got, you know, Danica Kilpatrick ramming people and wrecking people and making a big scene. I don't think she's in NASCAR anymore. That's probably the last time I watched yeah, it. Yeah, see, see, I think she left a couple years she was who the hell the wants to sit there and watch a car go in circle though so in person it was all right but yeah i i hardly I don't the only know the reason it's all right in races. person is because you can go get food <laughs> yeah. and just fucking and, eat. and the noise and the noise so you yeah. get the noise and the engines and yeah, see, yeah I, other I, than that like it's yeah. if you go to yeah yeah i, I mean I we can turn some loud noise on your headphones and get you a yeah, hot yeah, dog there we go. <laughs> yeah. make you more comfortable here charge me 20 dollars for a hot dog while we're at it you know i mean that to me it would be cool for like 10 minutes and it's like it's like okay well see yeah and i haven't been to a race in a while like jeff gordon was still racing the last time i went to a race and like they don't allow people to wreck anymore it's turned into formula one you know it's oh really i didn't know that yeah like they they've made well and the new cars have actually caused a lot of wrecks i guess i I saw i see stuff about it i don't really watch them but 
like they they made the cars so strict and they've made so many rules that like are they still uh hanging people in the garages no i don't think they do that anymore <laughs> I think that was just a, a one. Oh wait, yeah, it was just the uh, uh, the garage door handle. Yeah, Someone tied yeah, it, and yeah. he thought it looked uh, like a, a noose. noose big enough for a, like a squirrel, you know? Yeah, it's like isn't everybody's garage door look like that? All the garage doors I had as a kid, like, yeah, man, I don't know. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's just like, where are we going with this stuff? Yeah, and to me, they handled it completely wrong. They started doing these investigations, right. and laying people, and like suspending people. It's like it's like did anybody go and look at it and be yeah. like, uh, "This is a garage door pull." <laughs> this is like you can literally just stick a finger in there and pull it down. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you know you, what the solution is? You cut the fucking thing off and you put one of those little plastic poles on it. And then yeah, that's probably what they did. It's wh- probably why does all, that have to be a solution? They though? put garage door openers on all of them now, so there's Any, not even ropes. Anybody that sees a circle on the bottom of a rope is supposed to get offended by that. It's it's obviously a, a racist tactic used by white mm-hmm. rednecks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they tie their garage doors up like that with a. And a noose shape. That's probably why they've gone. I mean, I haven't paid attention to any of their stuff, but I, I bet you that's why their trajectory has gone down. Oh, because I'm sure that's got to be. You're part just of pissing it. people off with stupidity well, like that. People like, want to watch them? sports to get away from nonsense. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why like the national anthem. They, I think, two years ago they played the the black national anthem. I didn't know there was mm. a black national anthem, and they played it before the first game. Uh, Whoever it was, it might have been the Chiefs the year they won the Super Bowl before it. It was one of the years, and I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, the national anthem's not for just white people. It's not just for these people or black people or brown people, yellow people. Like, it's for everybody. Like, this this is the American. It's a thing because it's like segregation. Yeah. And they are literally segregating the people because... When we're all split up and pissed off at each other, I'm mad at you for having a beard. I'm mad at him for being black. I'm mad at this person for being gay. And that guy's got purple hair. You're easier to manipulate at that point. When everybody is so split off into these little cliques, it's never strong. No. And the government can control everybody's little cliques very easily. Yeah. And the way you do that is you say something. That gets these people mad. And one of these these other cliques that gets them mad at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's how they can do all the stupid stuff behind the scenes uh, in the government and in all those areas because no one's paying attention because they're too mad being mad at each other for for stupid stuff. Like like the garage door thing is a great example of that. Obviously. Anytime that there's someone in a position of power, people are going to, you know, have a bad circumstance. But, I mean, there was also around the same time of one of the major shootings that happened with a police shooting, there was a black cop that shot a white guy in, like, Boston or something somewhere, and there was nothing about it. Yeah. And it's like, why is this not a – like, why is it – we only get angry when it's this. It's like, oh, because it only benefits them to make everybody mad at each other. Yeah, and it's like Ben Ben Carson used to try to shed light on like black on black crime and right and uh, like the percentages. And I don't want to go off on a yeah. tangent about trying to pull out stats on that, but I'm pretty sure that like it's way further. Yeah, there's more black on black crime than ever, even close on white on black crime. Or, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That, it's all about a narrative. It's all about money, and it's yeah. all about trying to create division. And the thing yeah. that's crazy to me is the media gets right in line and does exactly what the government wants them to do oh, when yeah. it comes to creating these narratives and these problems. Yeah, and, and they get everybody going, and that's where it's like 
and that that's where some of the stuff where I separate myself from it. And it's like, is this going to be better if I stay away from it? Am I going to be better if I stay away from it? Is this going to help anybody? And it's like, if we can't find common ground with one another, no matter backgrounds, because that's where like, I, I really don't care if someone's Democrat or Republican. I don't care if they vote for this guy or that guy. And I don't like, I want to have conversations with people and I want people to know that like, you know, Hey, your opinions, your opinion, you know, whether I agree with it or not, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And and I don't know why we're also, and by we're all, I mean just society in general, why we're also against people having a different opinion. Cause it's like at the end of the day, your opinion is your opinion. My opinion is my opinion. Who really cares? Like, if me and you sat at the table long enough, and we've already found NFL, but we could probably find something else we disagreed on. It'd be yeah. like, oh, well, in like in a lot of circles and a lot of people and at a lot of tables, oh, we found something to disagree on. Well, I hate you. Yeah. And we're done with this. Yeah. And, I just had a conversation kind of similar to this with my brother. Yeah. Um, he's left now. Never, never used to be. Um, but he's found this passion in uh, carbon and CO2 and you know, pulling carbon out of the air and injecting it in rocks in the earth. You know, he's, he's deep in this climate stuff. Wow. And uh, I mean, this guy was ready to go to blows because I'm just like, I don't care. And, and if I don't catalytic converters out, you know, (laughs) yeah, man, if I don't care, I am the bad guy. I am the, like, like, you know, I could almost see, you know, like if you don't care, you want people to die. Yeah. That's the way he felt. Yeah. It's like our kids have to live on this planet. And and so my question to him is, like, we may think that injecting this carbon into rocks deep in the Earth's crust is okay. Now, what if that causes a problem? Right. What if that starts causing some kind of expansion? What about manipulating there? the climate? Yeah. And it's like they – that's the thing about science, right? And this is my thing with science. I think science is great. Whatever. do Science, do your thing. But scientists are always 100% correct until they're wrong. Right. And you that's know how the way, often they're wrong. Exactly. That's the way science always works. It's like, oh, no, we know for sure. We pulled this and we did this and we got all this information and we're 100% sure this is the way it's going to be. And, and then 10 years down the road, oh, well, we were wrong. This when, is actually, we're smarter right. now. When we were in middle school, didn't Al Gore say, like, we'd all be dead by now? Like, weren't we all supposed to die from, like, floods know. and stuff? Like, there yeah. was supposed to be, you know, total climate change. And yeah. uh, the movie, uh, the day after tomorrow, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, the the waters have melted and it's past this yeah. point. Everything freezes, then it's all yeah. Giant it's a cool reset. movie, yeah. You know, it it's a, a cool, cool movie. movie, but you know how realistic that movie is, <sighs> man. How are they getting people like? That's kind of the thing that woke me up to it because my brother was so much different, and he, he did like a one eighty. Yeah. How and so before before him, I was thinking, there's no people aren't dumb enough to do that, or people aren't dumb enough to do this. And then it's like, my brother wasn't particularly dumb. Yeah. So what the hell happened? And like, and not only that, like you have your beliefs, but how can you be so deep rooted in in something that's just blasted on the TV? And he's researched online and all this stuff. How can you be right. so rooted in that that everybody that doesn't believe in it is the enemy? Yeah. What have they done? What have you done to yourself to where you're enemies with anybody that doesn't think the way that you think? And that 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 is the real problem that we have right now is that we we follow these things and then we get down to the line of like, oh, well, obviously you don't care about people because that's the points that the sides try to make. Well, you do this, you don't care about safety. You do this, you don't care about that. And it's like I try to avoid 
those kind of punchlines because it's like it's just ridiculous. And like my job, like I literally have to ask questions about how something is Mm -hmm. so we can remake it one. So we got to get the steps right. But then also how can we do this better? And if everyone had the standpoint of I'm going to ask questions until I know what's right, we'd be in such a better place. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, people put blinders on for their narrative. Yeah. And, uh, I know I'm wrong on stuff. I guarantee I'm wrong on stuff. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to learn eventually. I, I would say one of my biggest, like, and I don't want to get too crazy religious-wise here with you because I know that you're Christian and I see your church stuff. But, yeah, like, one of my biggest things that I'm Christian, I believe yeah. in God. But, man, I will get into the Bible and I will find so much stuff that I'm just like, that just seems like a story. Yeah. You know, and I find myself, and I do that often. Like, I'll... You know, a lot of these things, they seem to me like they are things to mention. Um, it's this really good story that makes you feel good about being a believer. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of, there's a lot of stuff in there that's kind of to get people to follow and get people involved and stuff like yeah. that. And and I feel like a lot of people do that. Like they'll, and people are always bending religion to kind of suit their needs. Right. You I know? mean, you can take any verse and... And I can make it say anything I wanted. That's you know, right. Whatever you're looking for, you can usually get there. And then, like, and then depending on which parts of the Bible you're in, a lot of that, you know, in the first five books especially, it's not even written word. That's oral stories that were later written down. Yeah. So, like, they're literally stories that were written down who knows how many years later. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be some of that that's going to go on. Then you're going to have the prophets and a lot of the stuff that goes on with them, which aren't usually very feel-good stories. There's some parts of the Bible where I'm like, did they really need that story? Yeah. Like that seems to kind of go against the image that they're going yeah. for. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like it probably you know, helped them in a the time maybe. Or yeah. Yeah. It's like, did we need to have the story about this guy who really lusted after his stepsister and then mm. basically raped her? Like, you know, do we need to have that story in there? That's wild. Uh, you know, so you have some of these stories then you have the, the new Testament, which is uh, most of those were written somewhere around 20 to 30 years after Jesus died. Uh, from most of those books when they were written and their retellings of the story. But, um, you know, I'm I'm actually an ordained minister myself, so I, I have some education, but I know um, a lot of pastors when I talk to them. Yeah. Like, I'll talk to them about church size. Hey, how big, how's your church going? Oh, things are going great. You know, we, we, we're, we're averaging 100 people this year or whatever. And you go visit their church, and there's 65 people there. And you're like, man, I, what's going on? I thought there was more. And half the time, it seems like that number is based on whatever the best day was, like mm. whatever their Easter number was. And that's that's not all of them. Don't I don't want pastors all getting mad at me for calling <laughs> them out on this since I'm one too. But, yeah. But like sometimes you get those stories. I know guys when they tell stories, the more I've heard the same story, the crazier it gets in the beginning. So yeah. it's like Paul Bunyan, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I think there's. Uh, you know, and this will get me in trouble with a whole lot of people. But I, I think that there's going to be some parts of that that may be embellished to yeah. some extent to some of the stories that happened. But I also believe that there's a lot of it and there's most of it. And I believe all of it. You know, I believe it's all God's word. And I believe it's all true. And I believe it's all things that God intended. But I also know that there's a good portion of that that is changed um, from its original language into King James Version as it's being translated. There's things that were put in during that time frame that were things that were needed, um, you know, that may be interpreted a particular way Help or interpreted that way. Yeah. So there, there's going to be some of those things. And I and we're starting to get, people are getting mad 
in some of the newer translations of the Bible because they've removed verses. Yeah. That's because we're getting far enough in technology that we're able to read some of the oldest scrolls, and we're seeing like the Dead Sea Scrolls and some of those. And these are ones that are pretty dang close to when Jesus was alive. Wow. And they're finding these scrolls, and they're able to read it and translate it and get it into language. And they're like, these verses weren't in the original transcripts. There's a few. I think the story, the woman at the well, is one of those stories that's not in the original. That's so wild, So man. they removed. It's No, no, no. I take the back. It's not the woman at the well. It's uh, the woman caught in adultery. Mm. You know, Jesus said, you know, he who is without sin, you know, shall cast the first stone, and they all leave. That's not in the original Dead Sea Scrolls when they found it. And they have, like, a disclaimer, but people are mad saying they're taking stuff out of the Bible, and that's all they see. They don't see the stuff behind it. And see, for me personally, I feel like things being um, things being done like that does more hurt Yeah. to... to the structure of the Bible or to yeah. the believability for, for non-believers. Yeah. You, because then you start finding these things that aren't adding up or they're yeah. not correct and you're just doing damage. Yeah. But my always saying, what my thing has always been like, God gave men the, the right or whatever you want to call it to choose. The yeah. option to choose, yeah. to make bad decisions, to right. lie, to do these things, to be deceitful. Yeah, that's an innate ability. And then he, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not like a religious nut by any means. I just, look, and it's just like in life. I just question, you know, I like questioning yeah, yeah, yeah. things, and I like talking about things. It's good to question things, things. Like, yeah. Yeah, I you're like, good. And that's why you learn. I'm not, I'm not really offendable, so okay. go for it. Well, so my whole thing is... Um, if God gave you these decisions, and, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if the way the Bible is written, he had people do it on his behalf, basically, right? Yeah. He's basically saying, I'm giving you this. I want you to write this, but I've also given you the decision to be a liar, deceit, yeah. and manipulate, and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Here you go. Right. And then we're expected to think that what is in that Bible is exactly what God thinks or yeah. what God said. like. And and I don't mean this in any negative way towards God or religion or anything that we have. I because I, I am and I am a believer. I pray yeah. nightly. Um, I have you know I like to feel like I have a relationship with God that's like a right. personal level. I don't go to church that often. Yeah, I don't. I, I love I like when we go to church. Like I love the energy of people that it's just it's yeah. it's really that that drives me to church. Like yeah. this energy, and, of and that's all, what church really is. It's yeah, the community. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but but. But to get to my point, it's like, um, you know, I feel like so he's he's basically giving you this, and you don't think that a lot of these people and a lot of the crazy stuff and the crazy mindset that some of these people may have been in, they thought, well, this if I write this in here, this actually helps me right now. Yeah. You know, and so that's where, like, a lot of fear for me and, and a lot of the stuff that's in, you know, in the Scripture and things. Like, yeah. I feel like it's directed – like there's a lot of things in there that says it's okay to do, probably just because that was convenient for them to do at the time. Yeah, um, and and I don't necessarily know. I mean, I don't know all there, the religions. And so there's a line in between, like so, like God gave ten commandments, and the Israelites basically went out and created another six hundred plus laws because for their belief was that man had to be perfect yeah. for Jesus to come. So like for the Savior to come, they had to be. Perfect. So they made more and more rules so we could adhere to the Ten Commandments. Um, you know, Jesus himself, as you get into some of the new books, just talks about like like all we have to do is love God and love one another. Like yeah. everything else you'll keep. 
and man made it really complicated. I think I think it's good, and I think it's healthy to be skeptical. Um, if you could get most people who are Christians to be honest with it, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm skeptical sometimes. Like I read some of these stories, and I'm like, this really happened. And yeah. like, and and that's part of like any believer's faith in any religion. Like it just takes some faith to be like, okay, I believe this is true. Because um, I also believe God does have the sovereignty and the power that, you know, like if somebody was trying to like straight up manipulate people in the Bible, like, I mean, he he smote people dead, you know, like he, yeah. he he's not beyond that. I mean, there's people that said, hey, we gave all the money to the church. Um, and then they lied and died. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some of those stories where it's like you have those, but like that's one of those stories I could see you'd be like, but did they really die? Did yeah, and would would God really do that? Because yeah. you know He kind of gave you the right, the decision, and everything to do that to right. make those poor decisions, right? Not to say He won't judge you one day, but is yeah. He going to punish you for that? Maybe so, not. And, and that's where, like, I think, and like me and a friend who's a pastor have talked about this, and we've said, like, if God wanted a perfect creation, the easiest thing He could have done is just kill Adam and Eve after they sinned and started over. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many people would be punished in comparison? You know I don't what I know, mean? But like that kind of like, and two, that kind of goes against everything that exactly. You know, somebody would think that God really is because because He gave them second chances. Well, not only that, but you wouldn't think God would make a mistake, right? And right. God made Adam and Eve, yeah, and you know, his first creation of a lifelike creature, uh, you know, yeah, in, in, his image. in his image is going to yeah. be a mistake. I don't think so. Right. So then it's like we have to understand and, and, and to some extent believe and have faith a little bit that God, you know, he, he knew that what we were going to do was going to mess up. And Jesus, when all that went down, um, you know, when it started, a man was created. Jesus knew that there was going to be a day when he would come. And he would need to walk on earth and be an example and give his life for people. Um, there was a thing I read years ago, and it said the time that Jesus came, it's believed to be, to be that only 10% of the world's population forever, only 10% of the world's population had been alive up to that point. 90% of the people that have ever lived on earth have lived after the time of Jesus. Just because of the the years and what they found, like fossilized, what they found, and just population growth. Because you know, population grows way easier. That you know, especially with healthy years. I mean, yeah. how how much world population is now is astronomical. Yeah, and how long to what people are living? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, people living back then were lucky to live many years, let alone yeah. anywhere close to what we are now. Yeah, I think but like, 40s, you were doing good, even back not too long ago. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like if you were living mid to late yeah, 40s, you're yeah, doing pretty good. Yeah, well, like we're talking like 150 years ago, 200 yeah. years ago, where it's like, hey, you made it into your 40s, you're good. And yeah. that's, yeah, so it, it gets pretty crazy on that. And I and I know what you mean on some of those stories, because I've, I've read some too and been like, and, and then some of those stories I think that are in there, that I like, I was joking about like, should this really be in here? Are in there for that very reason that some of these, a lot of especially the Old Testament, are as much considered historical documents. Um, and there's been comparisons of done to those of like other documents that were written around same time periods. Yeah, and it's talking about who was king, who was leader, things that had happened, and they line up on like major events and natural events and stuff like that. And these are mostly people that hate each other because mm. you know, I mean, you got like. If you've been to Israel, any of those countries around them pretty much hate Israel. You know, from Egypt to everybody else, basically, it's Middle and Eastern Muslim. I mean, you you just 
it's all been they've been at war since and it's, the beginning it's, of time yeah it's wild how hate hateful they are over there yeah yeah <laughs> like, and i know but we're 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 sad that we hurt each other's feelings yeah. they're literally stoning people in yeah. streets and and blowing up stuff and yeah and i feel like religion kind of gets a bad rap because of that yeah absolutely absolutely because then and then and that kind of goes to what i was talking about on tv shows you always get this white radical guy who you know is a christian or what was the guy uh in texas that thought he was jesus reincarnate basically so then uh, no one could have sex with their oh, yeah, wives yeah, yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he slept with them. Cause, uh, they made a Netflix special. Yeah, it. it was actually decent. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it, Waco or whatever. Yeah, was Waco. It, Waco is that called? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm kind of on both sides of that one. Cause, well, yeah, the government side of that was completely messed up. Like yeah. they, they had no business in any yeah. of that. But like, I mean, if all those people are gonna do it, that's their business. <laughs> like, like if you want to drink the Kool Aid, so yeah. To speak, I mean, if you know? all those people, and like you hear some stories even now, like some of the people that are still alive, and then, uh, and it's funny how how mixed they are. Some are like, oh yeah, we loved it, and this and that. Yeah. And then other people are like, it was torture, and it, he this and he that, and it's like. You were there on your own accord. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't kidnapping, as far as I'm concerned, as far as what I've read up on. So you know, anybody you, was there. You made was a on conscious their, decision to go there. It was like their there was free will. Yeah, man. Like, and and maybe after things got really gnarly and things were getting really bad, he's like, no, you can't leave. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably because he was trying to keep you from getting shot no. for walking outside. Yeah. Like I think the I think the hateful one in that was definitely the U.S. government. That, oh, absolutely. Definitely the aggressors. Definitely yeah. the in the wrong. Um, I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, they didn't do anything other than have a bunch of guns and ammo and shit. Yeah, and grenades that weren't even live grenades. I'm pretty isn't, sure. Isn't that what everyone in Texas has? Yeah, like I mean, that's that's pretty normal. That's like, what everybody should have. Period. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs a bunker. Like, I, yeah, I mean, man, it's it's feeling that way. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know, and you know, and kind of going back to the religion thing, but it's not a religion thing, and and I know like. Um, Joe Rogan has said this, and uh, Bill Maher has said this, and they talk about the hate that religion causes. It's not religion; it's people. Yeah, and we're that seeing free it, will, that free choice. It is. We are seeing it right now. Take it's just like, um, just like the climate change. Yeah, climate change is basically its own religion right now because if you don't believe it, some people are willing to kill you because yeah. of it. And there is a lot of things, and it's not religion that causes these things. It's not. It's not any kind of thing that causes this issue where humans want to kill other humans it's just us yeah and uh, you can and it's blame not, it on religion yeah, you say can, it's not god it's not whoever's god it's not i'll come back to your football th thing yeah. here um because it ties right into that yeah um you can go out and you can see somebody you can see all these people in a bar yeah and you'll kind of gravitate towards somebody wearing a Chiefs jersey because you guys can relate on a Chiefs. Right. I'm probably wearing something that's, Chiefs at the same time. You got your little Chiefs yeah. click. And and that's, to me, I mean, that's a good, healthy. But there's uh, definitely bad versions of that, too, like Raiders fans. That's exactly <laughs> it. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm being a smart <laughs> Yeah, but, but, but I mean, in, in truth to that, because there is, I'm like, um, you know, maybe somebody's in the wrong, but they yeah. are in the same clique. The people that are in that clique with him will do wrong just yeah. because he's doing wrong. We talk about that sometimes, uh, it was like amongst our friends group, like when you get mad with somebody, you're mad, you're, you're infuriated, you text somebody and you're like, you expect a specific kind of response from them. You want them to be mad. Like you're mad. You want them to be upset. You want them to have the same emotion that you're having. And if they text back, like, Hey man, I think you should apologize. You're like, 
walk that number right now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk. I'm going to message somebody uh-huh. else because you want that like feeling that you're not the only one. But that's also why you see, like, you know, I mean, you can go to gang violence. You can go all these things where it's this group of people versus this group of people or this yeah. group of people versus this one person. And people are crazy about it. Like, there's so many things that cause people to come together and do stupid things. Yeah. And and then it's like, oh, that's not the problem. The problem was that they were white people or the problem was they were black people More or division. they were. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. that wasn't the problem. The problem was that the, the cop told him to stop and he ran. Yeah. Or the cop told him to stop and he showed him a pistol. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've had a gun pulled on me by a cop at a traffic stop before. Yeah. And, and I've sat there and I was reaching for my uh, insurance card because I'm like, I've been through this. I know what I need to do. Go to get my card. And I, I turn and there's a gun on my face. Put your hands on the wheel. Uh-huh. My bad, man. I was just getting my insurance card. Don't you ever reach. And now a cop's coming up. I got my hands up there. And I'm like, he can stand there on the side of the highway and wait for me to find my insurance uh-huh. card. Now it's on my cell phone, so it's not as hard to find. But, man, like, I was 16 years old. You must have had, like, Halloween party or wearing blackface. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Definitely. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of black people in Seymour where I grew up. And, oh man. You know, and, and I mean I was driving a a sports car and a teenager and I just left Hardy's where I was working. I mean th- that Hardy's doesn't even exist anymore. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that guy was a prick. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it had nothing to do with race. They're just prick cops. I had a right the there's last person that was that sitting are. right where you're at was a police officer. Yeah. And I had him in here and talked to him. Um, about that, and I basically told him exactly like I'm telling you. I mean, there's some cops that are just assholes, yeah, and they give all the rest of them a bad name. Absolutely, I think there's some of pretty much every profession. I think That's there's what pastors he said. that are too. That's what he said. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm gonna be real. Like I know there's there's yeah. whatever position you think like they just like, don't have as much be. authoritarian yeah. power as a police officer. See, does, and so that's that the problem. Much. And I feel like small town cops were the worst. And sorry to some of my friends who are small town cops because I'm friends with like our police chief and all those guys See, I went I'm, to school with. Them, I'm but. of the opposite, man. I always like. I grew up in a small town too, but I remember getting out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know, but yeah. like to me, like let the let the little fish go. Yeah. So you can catch a big fish later. Yeah, I think I think there's that. some of that. Like I think sometimes they are. Uh, I think there's. I th- I do think there's undertraining things. I do think police handle stuff they shouldn't have to handle. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Um, again, I can go back to the pastoral role. One of my least favorite things to do in like a in a pastoral role was counseling. You know why I don't like to do counseling? I had one class on counseling was required to be ordained. You know how much I got from one class? How much do you think police officers got on how they should counsel and help people? Most of them might have got a couple hours on it. But if you had people that were trained and capable of doing that, I'm not saying reduce police forces. We don't need to reduce police forces. If we did, we would probably, you know, well, we already see what's happening in the places where they did. Yeah. And because, like, I have my company's headquarters is in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And I hear all the stuff of, you know, stuff going on up there. And it's like, this isn't the solution. This isn't going to solve it. And I think having people who are specialized in certain things and have them still be cops What's wrong with that? Like negotiators, like they know a mental side that most people don't. It's like, so I think there's some catering that's going to happen to our societies, but I think there's also a lot of it where people just need to understand, like some people do have authority, whether you agree or disagree doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want still. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's, that's such a hard thing too. I mean, there's, there's so many issues there right now. Yeah. 
Um, and I am pro cop. Yeah, same. My uh, brother in law is a cop, and and his yeah. soon to be wife. But I am also pro American rights, human yeah. rights, um, Constitution. I I saw something um, the other day, and it was a black guy, um, and his his wife had called the cops, and he he was at work. The black guy was at work, and the cops are uh, on his porch when he comes home. He's wearing a gun. The black guy. Yeah. I don't know what his job is. Don't care. Yeah. He has every right to every open right. carry a pistol. Yeah. And he walks up. He says, what the hell's going on, honey? You know, this, you know, what's going on here? And he wasn't rude to the cops, didn't say anything to them. And they, like, jump this guy because he's got a gun. And they start mouthing him. I mean, they don't put their hands on him, but they're, like, getting close to him and kind of getting, you know, like an aggravation, like an aggression, like a show of force. Yeah. It's like. You ha- you are on this man's property, right? He comes home. He's doing. He's constitutionally carrying his firearm, right? And that stuff will ju- that pisses me off more than just about anything because not only you, number one, you're going after somebody for a law that is a law, so you are a law enforcement. If you're right. doing anything, you should be enforcing the fact that he's constitutionally carrying. Right. You're trying to dishonor him and make him look like a clown in front of his wife and his right. mother in law. So to me, it's like all these things go, but that could have gone wrong so quick. Yeah, you if you're on somebody's property, they're carrying their firearm, and you have your firearm because you're a law enforcement officer. But you're trying to unlawfully do something. Yeah, he has every right to shoot your ass if yeah. you're trying to disarm him yeah. or well, unlawfully like, like do the anything. No knock, no knock warrants and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I think they're a terrible idea because yeah. you know you break into my house in the middle of the night. You know what I'm probably gonna do? Yeah, shoot. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're gonna hear German shepherds bark and you're gonna hear shots fired. Like, yeah, and like I don't think they're in the wrong for that. You literally didn't. I, I know they're like, yeah, but if we knock, they might shoot first. And it's like maybe you shouldn't, you know, go around knocking on people's doors at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like I, I don't, yeah. you know, like let's find a different way to do yeah. that. And that's what I know. Like I said, my brother-in-law is a, a sheriff's deputy in town and, and he's talked about serving warrants and some of that. And I know it's a crazy, very dangerous serving warrants is one of the most dangerous positions I'm sure on the police force, but no knock warrants does not make that less dangerous. It makes it more yeah. like there's nothing safer about because like, man i don't care who you are like we're in america how many people have guns in america oh well they don't have any registered weapons okay not only that but how many times does that cost somebody their life yeah both in prison and being on both sides yeah Yeah. and like and like and if you're talking about an arrestable offense it's warrants the capacity for you to not have to knock on the door like nine times out of ten they're probably gonna have a gun like i had um we lived, we were poor back then, and we lived in, I think we were, I don't remember where we lived. I do, but I'm not going to say. Yeah. And um, a cop came to the door, mm-hmm. knocked on the door. Is so-and-so, Michael something or another. No, nobody lives here by that name. Yeah. Well, we have a warrant. I'm like, great. I have no idea who it is. Yeah. Well, what's your name? I told him my name. Can I have your driver's license? And I'm younger than I'm just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Now I'd have been get the get off my porch. Right. You know, like I've already helped you out. I told yeah. you there's nobody named Michael here. I've told you my name. Yeah. So I proceed to give them my driver's license. Right. Well, they go out and run it. 
apparently they come back and they try to arrest me. Connor's like two years old at this time. For real. And I'm out in my front yard with my two-year-old son. I've never had any kind of a record, never, yeah. you know, clean slate. And they start trying to tell me that they're going to put me in cuffs and I've got a warrant out. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but you better get somebody here that knows what they're talking about. Right. And, well, long story short, they tried to uh, tried to haul me off for a warrant on a seatbelt ticket for $10 or $25, whatever it was. For $10. Yeah. Well, get this. Me being the type of person that I am, I had my uh, carbon copy of the check that I wrote them <laughs> for the seatbelt ticket. Yeah. It was almost a year previous to this. Right. And man, it it turned into like an hour and a half ordeal. Uh, three uh, city cops out at the house. A sergeant came out. Like we're spending all this money for a ten dollar fucking seatbelt right, ticket, right? And you're gonna you're gonna put this guy in cuffs and you're gonna haul his kid off, right? For ten a ten dollar seatbelt ticket. <laughs> so that's something that's just always kind of. Yeah, I I had a. Uh... Again, when I was a teenager, I got pulled over. They, you know, you care if I search your car? No, I don't have nothing to hide. Like kind of like you, different age, different time. Yeah. And and then like he literally goes searching through the car. I'm on the side of the road for 15, 20 minutes, and he finds a lighter. And oh, what are you using this for? Well, I don't use it at all. I don't know whose lighter that is. Yeah. I'm like, it used to be my sister's car. It's probably one of her friends because she doesn't smoke either. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm like, dude, like. The lighter, you yeah, like you, yeah. Can, is it a, that's all? Like, is it illegal for me to own a lighter? No, it's just you might use it for something illegal. Yep. Okay. And now I'm with someone. I've been pulled over multiple times and be like, "Can I search your car?" No. That's so wild that and, they and, even and, still do that. Yeah, they'll still they're like, "You mind if I like?" I literally got pulled over for speeding. You mind if I search your car? Yeah, I do. For one, this is a show car. There's literally nothing in it that you'll find. Like, it's literally clean. Yeah. And I don't want you. I don't want you messing with my car. And, and like, cause they, when you give them that access, they can tear apart, go in anything oh, yeah. they want to. And it's like, I don't want it. And now I'm like, oh, you, and then they'll ask you. I've been asked multiple times, oh, you got something to hide? Nope, I don't. And that's why I don't want you searching it. I haven't had somebody ask to search my car since I was 16. Yeah. I've had it a couple times. That's and wild, man. Now I, I haven't been pulled over in a hot minute. Last time I got pulled over, I was in that same Mustang and I'm coming back from Texas. And I, you know, Texas speed limit goes from seventy five to forty five coming in this town. Oh yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a cop state. Yeah, and sure. he sits there, and I, I'm just coasting down. I'm shifting down, but I didn't go slow enough, fast enough for him. And he pulls me over, and it's a Hispanic cop. The first thing he, first words out of his mouth were, "I'm not racially profiling you," and I'm like, honestly, that hadn't crossed my mind until you just told me you didn't <laughs> racially profile me. But then I'm like. <laughs> Dark blue new Mustang says America on the license plate from Missouri. What are the chances this isn't a white boy? Like, yeah. like what are the odds? He gave me a warning, but it was just like such an odd thing to say to somebody. It's like, yeah. do you get accused of racial discrimination a lot by white people here in your your little Texas town? Or? Yeah, it's hard to say if that's a if that's a procedural thing or what. Right, man. right. Like, I mean, could, I'm going to start every conversation like that, you know answer the call hey i wasn't racially profiling you but i was calling i'm like it just seems so out of place and, and again maybe other people that are our age may care a lot more about that stuff than we do and they may be like oh this is wrong and i'm like I, you're just a guy doing your job i was speeding 
you pulled me over. Like, that's all I saw. Like, I knew why you pulled me over. Yeah. I've never questioned things like that. Like, I've never, yeah, I've never been pulled over and think, God, oh, this son of a bitch, he shouldn't be pulling me over. I, yeah. Like, like, if usually if I've been pulled over, that's there's a reason for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've only time. So I had an escalate on 24th when I was out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you, you can guess the perceived damage. It was a prior salvage vehicle. Not because it was in a wreck, but because it was uh, repossessed by the police in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, God. Um, had a cut in the driver's seat where you could tell they had taken something out of Some the driver's drugs seat. Drugs out of there. Yeah. So we bought it. You know, no big deal. We got a steal of a deal on it. Cause this is like 2008, 2009 when everything just went dirt cheap on vehicles, like especially SUVs and trucks. Yeah. And my dad, who looked like Grizzly Adams, long hair, huge beard. He's driving the Escalade one night, and I, I mentioned my mom uh, was paralyzed. She was in the hospital at that time. So he's leaving National at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, 5% window tent, 24s on this Escalade. <laughs> he gets pulled over, sitting there, getting ready to get on the highway. Springfield cop comes up to him. License and registration. He shines the light in there. Ah, get out of here. Like, And he just walks back to the car, and my dad leaves. It's like yeah. that was probably like my first moment of thinking like, oh, there is such a thing as racial profiling. Like, because like before that, you know, it was Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock jokes. You know what I mean? It was fairly mild, my experience with it. Again, growing up in a small town, you could probably count the minorities I went to school with on one hand. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like if you you want people, and I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here. Some, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, If you want people to be able to do their job quickly and in a manner that's professional and um I, I can't find the word that i'm looking for but to me there's a lot of those things that you you do just look at what you see what's the obvious yeah. right yeah. if if you're a border agent you're probably looking for somebody that looks hispanic darker yeah. complected you see an albino guy come walking by you're probably not as prone to to stop you're looking for the obvious yeah yeah so like this whole offense to that stuff and then at the end of the day too they're just taking statistics you know so right if this typically is what this looks like right then this is the problem like i'm sure if they go to predominantly white areas say say a trailer park which is known for being more white rednecks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they go there on a domestic abuse assault kind of case what what are the chances they're thinking like oh this is probably going to be a white guy in a beater yeah with stains on it coming out in jeans (laughs) holding a beer beer in his hand hey i'm taking offense to everything you're saying (laughs) exactly exactly it's like like there's going to be some level of that and and we all do that and then there's a, a like basically it's like a bias that we all have to some extent from experience and and honestly, it's not always wrong or bad because yeah, like we all have, uh, for lack of better terms, stereotypes yeah for people, and that we kind of we we may have never met or we have seen or maybe you have met them and you're like they are exactly like what I would have expected. Yeah, I don't feel like a racial profile is racist. I feel like a you know racist to me is more derogatory. Yeah. And there has to be some ill intent behind it. Yeah. And you could racially profile somebody just as well for being good yeah. as bad. Yeah. Oh, that's a, you know, I mean, really, if you want to get down to it, like you're always profiling somebody based yeah. on race, gender, or something. All the things that we know about them, we profile through them. Like, yeah. I, and, and I mean, I, I'm guilty of that with work. Like, sometimes I'll meet somebody and they don't have a picture on their profile at work, and almost all of us do. 
And I'm like, what's that person look like? And I'm like, I'm going to look them up <laughs> because we're in the age of technology where you can. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly what I expect. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, that is not what I expected at all from that person. I've done that uh, before. Just, you know, hearing their voice and yeah. you're just like, I don't. I don't know what, what to expect. So I'm like, I just need a face with the name. Like yeah. kind of put that together. I've gone to a drive through before and ordered food. And I'm thinking, this is what I bet this person looks like. Yeah. And I get out there and they look exactly like what I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I And I don't know if, is there a thing where people think that that's wrong to racially profile? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, profiling in general, people want to say is wrong because it's like you shouldn't. You shouldn't like, and and it's always stupid excuses like you shouldn't limit people, you shouldn't put people in a box and stuff like that. And it's like, at the end of the day, like we're all to some extent being profiled and we're all being guided to a singular singular direction. And the thing is, is like where I grew up has taught me to know how to speak, work, and act a specific way. Yeah, like I, my, one of my best friends at work is from upstate New York, and me and him have a lot of discussions and where our raising is entirely different and he has totally different perceptions than I do from experience. Yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. And I don't think like we were watching a documentary last night and they were in Antarctica and they were around penguins and seals and they're like, they don't know to be afraid of humans because they've never seen them before. Yeah. And I think for most people, like whatever profile that we have for other people is because of what we've experienced directly. Yeah. Then there's the stereotypes and stuff that you might see on TV, you might see in films and shows and stuff like that. But like profiling in and of itself isn't really derogatory. Um, like the, stere the, the stereotypes and stuff that are played in TVs and stuff are probably more racist than yeah. our. Like I was saying earlier, man, media and marketing and, and TV just plays into everything oh, so yeah. much. It's wild. Like if you ever just look at commercials and it's like, why is this? Uh, what is it? There's a great example of it. I can't think of what it is. Uh, well, like things like I mentioned Gronkowski earlier. Uh, he's sponsored by Manscaped or whatever. Yeah. 90% of the commercials are female. But it's a it's a male oh, product because it's pushed towards men. Yeah, I mean, parties man, I, is a great example of that too. Their commercials. I could tell you all about that on YouTube analytics. Yeah, I mean it's just it's. Uh, if you have a product pushed towards men, um, I, I I'm willing to bet if you have you know women doing most of the stuff in, in the scene, yeah. you probably get a higher rate of yeah, watch. Yeah, it's just weird too how men are so primitive when it comes to <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah, you guys have talked about some of the stuff that uh, was said to Brandy and, yes. and stuff going on. It's like that that just has to be uh Well and it, and I would like to think, oh like yeah. it's just a you know it's a small it's just like portion. oh it's just like a thirteen year old kid, but it's but, probably way too much. But man, no, you go back and you like actually look at the spikes like YouTube analytics are really good. Yeah. So you can go back and, and you can like look at the spikes in content of when people are watching more. Yeah. So it's obviously not just this minute group because you right. can literally see these big spikes in your view. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, it's like five percent more. It's yeah. like almost everyone watched that scene it's, twice as much. It's weird, man. It's uh and like I said, I think it comes down to like men are just this primitive, and, and everybody puts this face, this show on that yeah. they're, they're not a certain way or this and that. But man, it's just and and you know, there's a lot of talk about that. Like you know, when you get into certain situations, how you kind of go back to primitive and instinctual stuff. And I yeah. think I think a lot of people behind closed doors 
are oh, yeah. are that way. So yeah, if you could get in people's head and walk around for a minute, it'd probably be a pretty scary That's place. Wild man, just because some of the stuff and it's like it's like I know the stuff I think, and yeah. I'm just kind of like. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine like non normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's some crazy people out there. And it's yeah. like, how to, because like my, my, something I always say is that I think everybody's crazy. It's just you got to find people who are the same brain as crazy as you are. Mm. And it just makes me, the people that are like the really off brands of crazy, I'm just like, mm. their minds have to be like, just a wild place to be. Yeah. And, and you kind of see that with some of the TV shows where they, they go through like the mind of a serial killer or and like stuff like that. And you kind of see it's like we watched one last night or I watched wow. it. Um, is this kid that killed his whole family, man? Um is is young to like his four year old brother or eight year old brother or something. Mom, dad, uh thirteen year old sister, all these people. Yeah. His whole family. And and um yeah, it's just weird, man. And then the the cop is like uh, says something about him, you know, losing his phone. Yeah, you know? and he's like more upset about that. Yeah, and, and he's like trying to kind of emphasize that. Like, it's just that's weird. I can't even. You can't get in the mind of somebody like that. It's, no, it's, and uh, it's odd. They they have to have a place where they could just totally disconnect from like where their mind is for them to like. And and some people like they've done some of the studies like in DNA and stuff like that where they're. DNA is even structured differently, and they've seen like uh, almost like uh, the same anomalies with some of like the most predominant like serial killers. Yeah, like it's almost something like genetically in them. And like me and a friend joke around about a little bit about uh, like sometimes we're not that emotional, or like we feel like there should have been a response there that we just were completely cool. It's like, am I a sociopath? Like, <laughs> is this line in me where I am just not offended yeah. by this, or like I didn't get completely crazy on it i was just like what's going on that's kind of a rabbit hole too though because if they try to dig into that stuff and they try to find these so-called issues that they find genetically or whatever right what's to stop them from saying you have this issue and then diagnosing it when you're a kid yeah like when you're like a one-year-old and yeah well i mean they've talked about that minority report man yeah yeah see they've talked about that with dna of like like there was a lawsuit uh, by people who were uh, doing uh, like some form of like uh, embryo like fertilization and kind of thing and like we're suing because we wanted a boy and we got a girl and vice versa it was like there's these lawsuits out and like I remember like 10-15 years ago them talking about them having the ability to like basically structure alter eye color hair color yeah yeah. and do all that and it's like one, how wild is it that you would do that? But two, like me as a person, I'm like, I just don't have like, I don't know, maybe like I, I apparently never thought about what my kid had to exactly look like and exactly be for them to have to I, be this way. I don't know on that, man. Like I like kind of like Build-A-Bear. Yeah, yeah, Build-A-Bear. <laughs> Build-A-Kid. No, I, I think that, you Talk know, back. Uh, I think you could probably like with me, I could look at that and think, okay, I don't want red hair. Yeah. See, and I wouldn't mind red hair. If you can ch- scratch that off the list, so get rid of that, and pale complected, let's scratch Ooh, that one off. athletic build, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I mean, I, I think that, like, that with your kids, that's kind of the thing. You get to see them grow, and you get yeah. to see how much they change. And, it and would see be, what they become, I yeah. guess it would be nice if you could pick boy or girl. That might be cool. Yeah, yeah see, I, I could see, like, some of them being things, but then it's like, 
like as humans, I think everything we do that has a small advantage, I feel like we take it to the point of excess where there is. Well, you know why? Just, it's money. Yeah. It's like you you could probably go and buy. Uh, let's use Jeep for for yeah. example because we're both familiar with them. Yeah. You can go buy a Rubicon Jeep. Um, let's say forty thousand dollars. Then, then you can go buy another Rubicon Jeep that's got LED headlights, right? Leather seats and and uh, a heated seat, and it's probably I don't know in the market of two hundred dollars worth of accessories, and they're going to mark it up ten grand, right? Right, it doesn't say, and it probably costs them more in production to create two different models than it would be if they just made all of them the fully loaded leather yeah. with LEDs because Plus they're the having. Stock. They're having two different production lines. You have one for yeah. LED, one for halogen, yeah. and you have one for cloth seats and one for not. So they create this busy work, all this extra work, yeah. because they want to charge you ten grand for it. Right. When literally a car manufacturer could come out and just build everything top tier. Yeah. And it would probably be cheaper production-wise. Right. Oh, I'm sure it would be. But you can't do all these little add-ons and get all these little marketing money. Yeah. And, man, that's like our our – country and probably the most of the world in kind of a nutshell it's at like, least first world yeah yeah what can we make money off of and how can we sell it yeah what can we make money off of how can we sell it and then is this a marketable product yeah like yeah. that's the pretty much everything is yeah yeah exactly it's down like, to the eye color of your embryo <laughs> right 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 <laughs> do you want your kid to have uh, blue eyes how about red yeah wouldn't that be unique it's a weird world man it's getting weirder every day yeah, so. I feel like we're closer to some of the 80s like sci-fi movies now than outside of the flying car thing. I just don't yeah. think that's realistic, but that's a... I a, mean, a the drone thing. stuff's on, on the edge, yeah. man. We're on the edge of drone flight, but I'm with Elon, man. I think it's exciting to go to space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm wearing a NASA shirt. Yeah, yeah, we, like we went We went to the Space Center um, down in Texas uh, when we were on vacation, mm -hmm. and we had never been. We went, and, and my son loved it, and he had yeah. a good time with it. Uh, to the point where, like, he has, you know, the little model, model spaceship, and we've been watching stuff about it. But, like, it's like, how is it not exciting to be like, well, we're going to go to the moon, and we're going to put supplies there, and then we're going to refill, and we're going to, you know, we're just going to hop on over to Mars. Yeah, like Mars. Like, Mars why not? Like, here's the thing. It's like, I know people are like, oh, there's more to explore here, or we could solve all the world's then problems. Then explore it. Yeah. Have somebody do it. Yeah. It's like, go for it, man. Like Elon Musk doesn't have to do everything. He, he's got his own money. Well, like yeah. the well, like the people that told him, like, with 1% of your income, I could solve world hunger. Do Great. it. How? Yeah. How, do you, how are you going to do I, it? I'm pretty sure he said like somebody, he if somebody puts it together and they can do that, I will pay for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. He said, show me the plan. And yeah. then and then basically the same guy came back. Well, it only, you know, it solved like world hunger for like a year. Yeah. So it's not a renewable or sustainable issue. You're just saying, I can pay to give people food for a year mm. and this solves it. And which comes down to, again, first world problems and things in a nutshell of we have to solve everybody's problems and have to be in everybody's business instead of just focusing on, you know, the here and now. Have you seen that article about the guy that fasted for a year? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I had no idea you could live without eating for a year. Yeah, I think the longest on record is like a year and a half or something like That's that. That's so crazy, man. He must have been a pretty big dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I <laughs> his, would think so. His body was literally eating itself for a year. Yeah, like the movie or the show on Netflix alone, like those guys. get Like we were joking about this uh, with a, a group of our friends Saturday night. I'm like, 
I'm prepared for the apocalypse, guys. I'm prepared. Like, I got food to last me a couple of years. Like, I, I could probably go a good 10 months. It's like my, my wife, you know, she's skinny. Like, your wife, it's like they're going to be lucky to last a couple months. You know, yeah. that's they're going to be freezing some, cold. Yeah, yeah. Start like, chopping some pieces <laughs> off. Here's some fat, you know. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's just a weird thing the way that, that uh, you know, creatures just in general design because bears do it, snakes yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, these, these types of animals do it. And obviously, it's different, but. Yeah, man, it's just weird. When I read that story, I'm like, that is so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it it's was like a camel it was wild. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, he just lived for a long time. Um, most people, like, you get to like 30, 40, 50 days and you start having some pretty severe complications. So, like, yeah. I'm sure he had to have a lot of, and it, and it looked like he did from what they wrote up, like a lot of like medical supervision. Oh. Cause, like, and like just them, like, just doing regular checkups just to make sure, like, Hey, you're gonna die next week. Yeah. Or like, if you keep doing this, and I'm sure he had doctors tell him, like, if you do this, you will die. Speaking of, where do you think we go with wearable tech? I see you got an Apple yep, Watch on. I got an Apple Watch. My new one comes in tomorrow. Yeah. I, I got the ultra, the uh, Ultra. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but look, I mean, and Apple's kind of paving the 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 pathway on this yeah i like apple i'm an apple guy same um but i'm just a tech guy in general so i think yeah. that a lot of stuff that other people are doing is cool yeah same. but it's funny that everybody always tries to be apple cool right um but i think apple's really on to something with creating they're really structuring their new and their watches it's in general around health yeah like you have this computer that you can wear that'll do an ekg yeah or ecg yeah my dad has afib so it's really handy like it can tell him like Hey, like you're an AFib right now. Like he'll get the alerts. What does that mean? Uh, it's a like a I, I know it. It's a really long medical term. Basically, just means that your heart can go in and out of rhythm. Okay, mine and, always uh, comes up sinus. Yeah, sinus rhythm every time. Really? Is yes. That, I, his his will tell him it's out of rhythm or something like. Do you that. do EK, ECG uh, on yeah, yours? Yeah, I've done mine, uh, and I mine usually comes up pretty normal. Is it sinus too? I guess. Uh, I, I honestly that's a normal reading. Yeah, say, I think so. I, I just asked my wife, is this normal? Because she's a, she's a nurse that used to work in a cardiology clinic. So, yeah, yeah. So she's she's read all those things a million times. But Well, see, Connor had a heart condition when he was born yeah. um, where his electrical system fires differently in there. Uh -huh. And it probably maybe is something like that. But they put him on medicine for the first year of his life, and it cleared it up as really? far as we know. That's cool. But we'll see. I guess maybe I'll give him this watch, and he can start. Uh, yeah. doing an EC, yeah, he can kind of do yeah. and see how he's got go. an older model and it does the heart rate but it doesn't, doesn't do, do, do the EKG yeah but I'm looking forward to that new and I was really hoping they would get the um, like blood glucose on there but they're yeah. they they're close yeah. man yeah say so they are I, I I think that'd be really cool I think blood pressure would be cool I think wearable tech is going to go to the point where like eventually that'll just be our cell phones like yeah. that'll that'll just be the combination and culmination of yeah, all of see, it I don't know I don't know if I like that like I think I like this I, I like I don't know I like kind of where it's at now but more I wish it was more advanced I think like I it'd th be cool to, if your watch said that you've got cancer yeah hey yeah, yeah. cancer dude like I, I go full on health like I think yeah. And there's so much of it, like in, in, and we both like science and sci-fi and all that stuff. So that's going to play into some of our perception and views of it. But like, I think 
most likely like wearable tech will come to the point where people are going to say that if you get it, it's the mark of the beast. Like yeah. just, they're going to make it where it's this evil thing of like, Oh, you put a, a computer I, chip under your skin. And, I don't think it's going to matter, dude. Like, yeah. like, uh, I think Elon Musk said we're cyborgs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. humans really are like, we don't, people don't really live without tech. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously here. You go over to, you know, Africa or one of these countries right. where it's like, you know, there's these native, like, um, like the, some of the tribes, like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, but those people are happy, you know. Right. Like, so no, I think that I don't know. Like, I would like to think that your your Apple Watch just gets smarter as far as health goes. Yeah. I think phones are kind of pretty on a good trajectory. I think they've yeah. kind of just flatlined. I say they, they've seen the flatline really the last. I think we're going to see a lot years. of tech with glasses. Yeah, see, that's what I was seeing. It's like I'd yeah. like to see maybe more some of ear that tech stuff, and, and and that's what they have. Some of the glasses that have the. You know, where it's got like the ear on it and you can listen. See, for me, I'm not like I'm kind of going back into the health thing. Like, as your eyes yeah. change and your prescription And like changes. you can literally just put them on and yeah. it tell you what your prescription is. I mean, well, yeah, or they just change. Yeah. Yeah. They just, just auto adjust. Yeah. You yeah, never I, get, you never have to get a new prescription because they digitally change, you know, and that's probably yeah. in the future. Yeah. I think, I think that there'll most likely be something created that will change our perception for pretty much what is wearable tech within the next probably five years, I would guess. There's something else that people said is going to change in the next few years technology-wise that's just going to blow people away. And Batteries. They need to fix batteries. Yeah, so batteries Lithium is Lithium was a big thing over yeah. alkaline, but they still just they got more work to do. Yeah, I mean, Elon said for a few years that they're working on a battery that will like double the range and is – more safely mined and well, look at what lithium's done though. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have these watches on our wrists right now if it wasn't right. for lithium. Alkaline battery would probably last like a, a couple minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. An hour. Imagine cell phones in general. Yeah. I mean you wouldn't get very far. And I think I think there's gonna be a lot of that text that's going to keep going. I also be curious, like we were just talking about Mars. It's like what of that that we're able to bring back from Mars or the moon that might be something that could take tech to the next level. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of all goes hand in hand, too. They they really need a better propulsion system to get there. Right. I mean, we can do it with what we got, but I don't know. You can't really use electric motors there. You know, they, right. they need to figure out a gravity. Gravity is mean, a solution. You know, they need a gravity solution. There's so yeah. many things. Man. Yeah, there's all these little things, and it's like, it's a great idea. And, and, like, and I think, again, I think goals are great to have because if you don't have goals, you're not going to get yeah. anywhere. You're not going to do anything new. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there's, there's the people that are like, oh, it's completely ridiculous. He shouldn't even be doing it. It's like, no, no, no. It's completely ridiculous, so he should. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's like, that's when, uh, like, I'm just a fan of innovation. Like, I want to see new things and I want to see new technology. It was at work. We were talking about technologies, like things that are going to change drastically in the next few years is some of the uh, reading systems that we use that can read through languages, and that can read through tech, that can read through like medical language. Um, right now, a lot of that, and I'm sure as you know, like the reading technology, having to read through anything has been pretty limited. And having success rates has been low because of the variability of the way people write um, or even the way that certain words are used in different ways and different sentences. But like they're starting to really progress. Uh, but like they think that like, and at least in, in like healthcare tech, there's going to be a lot of like revelations becoming here soon that we're kind of on the the beginning of that's about to start yeah and i'll be curious to see how that plays into well elon musk is doing all that stuff with neuro uh what is that 
company he's got neuro something yeah yes I, I know of brain. it that, yeah so they've he keeps saying that there's a bandwidth issue from the time it takes you to think something to do it yeah he wants to fill that gap yeah wild man wild times that we're in and yeah it's awesome though yeah yeah it's a good time it's a good time to be in and scary time too it's scary time, time. I sometimes think I would have, you know, if I if I would have been back in the Western days, that would have been cool too. Yeah, like I I I don't think I would have survived. I'm gonna be real honest. Really? I, I don't know. I think I would have adapted and learned, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be more likely to end up as some sort of mad scientist type person <laughs> if I was in the 1800s versus <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, I, I I'd been some crazy guy in a lab trying to make. Trains, I guess, or something. I mean, man, I'd, I'd be out on a ranch somewhere, and I don't know, working. See, as far back as I know, in my family, some of them apparently were horse thieves. Um, apparently, that was a popular uh, profession for my family back in the day. Ah. Um, but so then it's like, I just don't know what my family, what I would have done, I guess, for an honest living. Apparently, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> I don't know nothing know. about. I've never looked in any of that. And my, I remember, I think one of my grandmas, I think it's uh, the one that's still living, um, that always said that, like, her great relatives basically, like, you know, they moved from this town to this other town because they were horse thieves and they had a bad reputation there. And Maybe you got some relation to Jesse James. Oh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> everyone in Missouri is related to Jesse James. That's Hey, you know who I'm related to? Jesse James. Oh, that's cool. The guy that builds motorcycles. You know, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, but, I don't know. That's kind of interesting, though. Maybe I'll look into that and kind of like I don't really care how you know right, like right. way back, but I'd like to know kind of where I'm from in that Western yeah. time. Yeah, because after that, I know like Great Depression on my dad's side, um, which would be like my great grandfather. He was, um, I guess, they were wealthy during that time. They, uh, he was like old school, like whatever it was before Mary Kay, he was a makeup salesman. How'd you figure this stuff out? Like ancestry or something like that? Um, so these are both just family lore, basically. Oh. Um, I do know on the great-grandpa, like, that that's pretty accurate. And then, uh, you know, a lot of family stuff happened between him and my dad. Um, but, like, my, my biological grandfather, my dad's dad, he was adopted by this family um, and all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's kind of how, like... But they were wealthy during that time. That's on my cool, other man. side of my family, they were the horse thieves, and huh. uh, so we we somewhere combined, and, and and now I'm a crazy person. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah. It's been a blast. Con, what kind of time are we at here? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're we're in a little while. We've been killing it here. It's it's been fun. I feel like we could have a part two one of these days. Yeah, Um, just holler, man. This this is always a good time. Yeah, man. So much fun. Thanks again. Guys, please share this video. Like, comment, subscribe. You know the deal. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, go over to our podcast and check it out there, too. It's on fire. So we'll catch you on the next one. Dude, I could go on and on and on. I could, too. That's That's what's fun, though. It doesn't even sound. It doesn't sound as good when I'm not on that. Right. I'm like, ah. Oh, back to reality. I lost my voice. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, I 